Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. to believe in me and i want people to believe me when they taste my beer that's what it's about you mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung (laughs) i like to actually scoop up the yeast Uh and look at it seven o'clock came real early that next morning yeah man thanks for dumbing that down for us you did an awesome job it's all about food and beer punch me in the junk man that thing was thick the point is just beat it like it's your dick i like to smell it (laughs) afterwards are you being sarcastic now now? bring your body armor i ran in my jungle once on a ball valve on a kettle That's a a true happy ending. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Just going to start the show today by saying that I really, really like Pacheco, and I'm happy to be living in Pacheco, and the air conditioning works today. <laughs> it's, it's very cold, as a matter of fact. It's really not that bad, right? It is outside. It is outside, and it will be in here in about another 20 or 30 minutes. But for right now, it's really not so bad. Welcome to the program. Uh, we really have a lot happening today. Uh, it's a giant program. It's, really, it's a huge program. My program's never been so big as it is today. And uh, just a lot of stuff happening, a lot of people stopping by. It's an all-star cast. Um, so I'm really, uh, I might not have to do much of anything today. It's kind of cool. I'm going to be shat today. Oh. Sit around and do nothing. God help us all. Drink some beer. Uh, Mitch Steele is on the program with us the triumphant return how you doing mitch <laughs> doing great justin thanks glad to have you back man and uh dave hopwood also with stone came on the show last time as well our connection up north to stone beer nice to see you david Good to see you what are you guys up here for anyway i know it's not just for us i'm actually on vacation oh uh, you uh, are yeah i'm just hanging out with the in-laws in walnut creek and uh Ooh, nice yeah done a little beer events and i went up to mammoth last weekend and had a great time listening to some blues and uh, uh, drinking is, w- some good beers. Was that the Mammoth uh, Brews and Blues Festival? Is that what that is? Exactly. Yeah, we got to go to that. I it's, have always wanted yeah, to go, uh, and I hear it's great. Yeah, you need to go. It's very casual. It's 8,000 feet. It's, you know, there's beer flowing everywhere, great music. Wow. Uh, big trees, lots of mountain biking. It's awesome. Tasty's behind you breaking wind. I don't know what, was, I don't know what that was. <laughs> he had a long weekend. <laughs> it's been a long, long weekend. Yeah, I've, I really, I got to get up to that. I've just heard good things about it. Yeah. It always just sneaks up on me and then is gone. Uh, they, it's, I don't know if they don't do enough promotion or if I just don't pay enough attention. You know something? I uh, One of their guys was down at the brewery uh, about six months ago and he was telling me about it and we just made the 
decision then uh, with my wife to make a family trip out of it. So, okay. Yeah, you got to kind of plan in advance. It's a haul. It's a long way up there. you got to go over Yosemite or back around the back way, depending on which way you're coming. But Drive through fires right now. Yeah, exactly. Too. So. And if you're hanging out in Walnut Creek with the in-laws, this is kind of the wrong side of the tracks for you coming over here. They're probably nervous for you. What do you mean, <laughs> what do you mean you're going to Pacheco? They probably sent them down the road with a handgun. <laughs> All right, look, if you use a rape whistle <laughs> and a magnum. Just... And some mace. Yeah. Lock the doors. Don't stop at the stop yeah. signs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you get out of the car, run straight to the door. Yeah. yeah. Be sure it's the right house. <laughs> exactly. Where do you live up here, David? Uh, I live in Concord. Oh, you are? So you know the ghetto, yeah, too. Exactly. I'm ghetto, too. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's some nice parts of Concord. and Some not. There's some not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's just some nice parts. But check out. Yeah, that's true. This part. Our part's nice. That is. The garage here. Yeah. The house is fine. Everything else sucks. <laughs> Do you read... JP was telling me about this yesterday. Do you read claycord.com? I don't. Oh, clay cord. It's like the police beat, basically, and you'll learn all the effed up stuff that happens in the Concord Pacheco. Yeah. You know, I've Clayton, been looking for something like that. You see all this clay stuff happening cord. around, you wonder, you need closure on it. Yeah. yeah. Clay cord. There's already been seven murders in Concord as of last month. Oh, two were right for, near for my the house. House. Really? Oh, well, two, two at the sta- Safeway up at the corner. <laughs> One with my wife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What a mess. I, I, yeah, I, think yeah. I saw that on the news not too long ago. Yeah. It, it's a good website. Well, welcome anyway. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were at the IPA Festival at the Bistro yesterday, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was there for a short time. I brought my father-in-law out there, and we uh, oh, cool. We went through our first six tickets, and we had a family gig last night, so we couldn't stay long. But it was a lot of fun. Although sometimes you want to show up at those family gigs kind of a couple sheets to the wind, you know? Yeah, we were there. You were good? Yeah, we were good. <laughs> <laughs> our sheets were out. Yeah. Uh, did you anything to speak of? A beer that was your favorite of the few you tried? Yeah, actually, I you know, I tried to... Uh, try some beers that I hadn't had a chance to try before. The fifty fifty IPA was really Just delicious. Incredible. Okay, yeah, that was really good. Sean's was really good. Who makes the fifty fifty? Uh, 50-50. 50-50 up in Trucky. Oh, oh, Todd Ashman Brewing Company. Yeah, oh, yeah. Todd Ashman's brewing up there. All right, so it was very tasty. I like that about that festival that he he brings in a lot of beers from all over the place, and you get to try things you never get to try unless you're at the brew pubs. You know. Yeah, so. exactly. It was there was some good stuff there. Santa Cruz Ale Works had a nice uh, IPA there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot of things I don't get a chance to try down in San Diego. So right. it's pretty cool. And Doc, you were at uh, you didn't get to go. You had a big brew at your house yesterday. Yeah, right? a few people brewing over my house. And it was uh, that it was a good go? day. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys break out the nitrous or what? No, no, none of that. <laughs> It was a nice day, huh? Well, there's people I didn't know. Shat brewed over there. Yep. Oh, yeah. He, he was brewed. one of the first ones to show up. I'm glad he did. Brought Very down the, the 1550, huh, Shat? Travels well. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You didn't break it, did you? No. That's good. We fixed it. We what had a it? small gas leak really? on our pilot flame, and that's the uh, burnt plastic smell we've been smelling. Oh, I thought that was normal. So I fixed it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You mean Doc fixed it? Uh, he did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he passed me the wrench. Oh, good. He's looking at it, he's looking at it, I go, that's not good. <laughs> you might want to tighten that. Then I went and got him a wrench, I go, use that. Uh, what'd you brew yesterday, Doc? I brewed uh, a porter okay. and uh, amber, so I double batched. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. You are planning on a big day. Yeah, I was pretty tired at the end of that. What'd you brew, Shad? Belgian Blonde, which I'm going to sour. It's ah. Temptation cologne, probably because it's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, he already knew. Uh, yes, he already, he already knew halfway through the match it was going to sour. Anyway, oh so. shit! He's like, fuck it. <laughs> Better go buy some temptation. Need yeah. to get some bugs. Yeah, so uh, Shat and I got to, uh, we had to, I mean, it was our duty. Uh, we drank two bottles of Temptation last night so that he could take the dregs out of the bottom, and that's what's on the stir plate in there. It's got a little you Temptation said, starter. You said duty. Nope, I didn't. No? Okay. You're hearing things. <laughs> 
So I'm looking forward to that, Shat. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, don't mess that up. Mike Moraz recipe, so. Okay. We'll see. I've had his, and man, awesome. All right. That was a good show we did. If you yeah. search Sour Beers or Mike Moraz, M-R-A-Z, on our archives page, you'll be able to find that show, and that's where Shat got the recipe from. And uh, JP, you didn't do anything yesterday, did you? Oh, you did the Bruce Strong show. That's right, I did do that. John Palmer's with yeah. us today too. Stayed in town. Uh, it was a Bruce Strong hey, weekend. John, thanks for coming up and doing that for us. Oh, my pleasure. It's always fun coming up here. It was the debut of your new show with Jamil Zanishev, and it's called Bruce Strong. And we played. Uh, we did four episodes yesterday. Two were uh, some pre-records we did a couple weeks ago. Right. And then you did two live shows. Yeah, yesterday we did Attenuation and Wood Aging, and uh, excellent shows, in my own opinion. They were a lot of fun, and JP was your uh, resident expert on the program, which is kind of weird. That's right. He, he is a man that knows his wood. He does? He, he, intimately. He did a good job covering wood yesterday, JP. Thank you. Even right. the people in the chat room said. Are you trying to allude to something? Or? No. Really? I'm saying that your wood it's coverage covered. was really good yesterday. Thanks. I, I, I appreciate it. You know, I'd like to, uh, any subject like that, like wood and stuff, I like to grasp firmly. <laughs> You've done a good job. Thank you. But, you know, always make sure you cover it well. Oh, yeah. You don't want it to dry out. How do you like uh, having your own show now, Palmer? You've done four episodes, so you're, you're practically I really like a veteran. It. I mean, it's, you know, as I get, as I get better at... Um, my on-air personality and uh, explaining things more clearly, and you know, not just nodding my head when somebody asks me a question. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really am enjoying the show. It's yeah, fun. the head nod is tough to get away from uh, yeah. with the microphone. You know, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think the key is to drink a little more before the show. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Mitch, but that microphone gets a lot easier to use after a few beers. Oh yeah, it gets. Uh, it's very smooth then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody's Casey Kasem after a couple <laughs> bombers. Yeah. You know. Uh, you guys are doing a good job, and people are really excited about the show. A um, lot of good comments already. I don't know if you've been following it in the forum. Yeah, I have. I've been I've been checking on the forum from time to time. So it's it's very nice to see all the comments. Cool. And uh, hopefully, we'll just keep getting better with it. Uh, I think you will. People want to know uh, how soon it will be available for download, like on iTunes. Yeah. And uh, they're taking bets whether or not uh, there's going to be any dick bag chatter. On Bruce Strong. Oh, on Bruce Strong? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, give Jamil a couple weeks to, to get back in his groove, and yeah, yeah there will right. be. Uh, you know, I don't know when it's going to show up on iTunes. It will, though. It'll have its own feed. We have a lot of things happening on the website right now. Uh, so I'll tell you this. It'll be up this week. I just, I'm just i not going to tell you it's going to be up tomorrow because I'd probably be lying. But it will be up this week for download. Only one episode. We broadcast all four this weekend, but you had to tune in live to get them. Uh, but we've got a schedule of when they're going to be released. So cool. if you couldn't tune in live, you're bad. Uh, you should have dropped all those <laughs> chores. And you, know, you could have cut the trip to Bed Bath & Beyond short and yeah, made well, it back. Let's not push it. But you didn't, and so you missed out. Now you got to wait. Uh, so four episodes, that's about two months of programs because i think what our schedule is is to do two per month we got to get palmer up here from southern california every time so it's kind of tough to do um but i like coming up here yeah yeah it's because we give you beer that's the big reason (laughs) yeah (laughs) you got to stop in at doc's big brew yesterday oh yeah that was great yeah Yeah, that was was pretty good it was fun it was fun seeing your system and and uh hanging out with some of the guys from does yeah they had that um uh I invited the orthodontist that has a practice next to me. Oh, yeah. And he's got a couple of buddies that he brought that brew. Okay. And he brought them, and they they had to keep getting back. We got to go. We got to get back to uh, their uh, kids' swim swim meet. I see. And I kept 
open another beer and open another beer, and they didn't want to go. And, and they, they were just amazed because they only been brewing about eight, nine months. Okay. And I go, you guys can't stay any longer? No, we really got to go. And then I go, well, you guys read uh, John Palmer's book? Oh, yeah. I go, well, he's going to be here about ten minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they go, really? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then, then he comes pulling up with tasting. Yeah. And that was pretty good. And actually, you had a lot in common with uh, my friend, the orthodontist. Yeah, because since actually my day job is working in orthodontics product development, so we chatted a bit. It yeah. was fun. Very but, nice. Uh, That's how we roll. You never know who's going to show up if you hang with the Brewing Network guys. Yeah. You know? Got a couple of guys from North Coast hanging out with us today, too. I stopped by the brewery finally, Chris. You weren't there, man. Chris and Morgan are here. Morgan was there, though. He was there. He was working. I was on my lunch break. Oh, he was working. I see. Poor bastard. Yeah, I was stopping by, and you know, Morgan, I do have a bone to pick with you because I, I you know, I drive by the brewery, and I thought, okay, I got to stop. It's North Coast. I'll see if the fellas are there, and I'm wandering around the gift shop, which I got to say, it's a little gay that you guys have a gift shop, but you do, and that's fine. Oh, but the problem is, I'm going. What's that, Morgan? We have a gay guy working in the gift shop. Does that help? <laughs> that does help. If the guy That's attending the, to the gift shop is the gay, then it's all fine. Yeah. Can you buy, like, scented candles of Lemurl or something? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, in that case, balance is back in the universe. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so I'm thinking you have a gift shop and no tasting room because I don't see a tasting room. So and I'm not going to badger anybody about it. So I drive home. I get all the way home, and, and Chat says, well, you know, did you go to the tasting room? And I start yelling about how there's no tasting room. There's only a sissy gift shop. And the tasting room's what? Across the street, Morgan? Yes, street. Well, yeah. why didn't you tell? I'm standing there. I was out. I, didn't I look thirsty? <laughs> you always look thirsty. <laughs> you looked already hammered, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was it. I was kind of a mess. I figured you were in the know. It's my apologies. Uh, no worries. I just I it, I'm, I was really relieved to hear that you guys have a tasting room because I thought you went for the gift shop in lieu of the tasting room, and I thought that's just wrong. You can't do that. I'm thinking if you can't find the tasting room, you may not need the tasting. Room. <laughs> it could be true. At that point, I had been uh, camping in the mountains like a hippie for four days. So by the time I got there, I had a good stench on me. Uh, I had I probably had a couple drinks that day too. Yeah, I guess you're right, Dave. If you can't find the tasting room, <laughs> that's a good policy. <laughs> then you shouldn't be there at all. Uh, all right. Well, we do have a lot to get to today, and we're going to have some fun. I think Sully's going to be stopping by a little bit later, so that'll be cool. Um, and Tasty and Sully, together at last, you guys are going to brew a beer for the Pro-Am. Sully told me I'm allowed to talk about it. So uh, I don't know if you were planning on keeping that a secret, Tasty. But uh, you're well, going to brew no, that's your no secret. you're going to brew your Pliny. Was it your Pliny Light? Yeah, the Pliny Light, the, the uh, beer that uh, was going to do with uh, Vinny. Yeah, yeah, Vinny. Uh, what happened was uh, dissed by Vinny. Vinny broke up with you, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Vinny and I had a falling out. No, no, actually over uh, email. Ah, <laughs> 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 yeah. well have texted it to you. Yeah, yeah you could. <laughs> Look, yeah, Mike, it's not working I, out. I got the dear Mike letter. <laughs> yeah, I, and I get these all the time. It's like. Uh, of course, I got the one from Sam Adams that we can't make your beer. Right. And I got one on Thursday from Vinny that says I can't make your beer. Oh, poor Sully. Like, yeah. Tasty's going to hang himself if he gets rejected one more time. Well, that's what that's what Jamil was thinking. So uh, he uh, basically gave me his spot with uh, uh, Sully. Oh, cool. To make my beer. So so originally it was uh, Jamil and Sully and you and Vinny both entering beer. Yeah, yeah. We were program. doing some smack talks, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mitch, you know about this pro-am thing at the yeah. GABF? Yeah, I've actually judged it before. It's, okay. Uh, it's cool. It's fun, right? You get yeah. a lot of good beers in there. I mean, Because yeah. it has to be an award-winning beer to do it. Right. Already. Um, all right. So Vinny tells you can't do it. Uh, you know, whatever. Production yeah. issues, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, fermenter. Uh, he had a... Uh, 
ferment that didn't take off when he wanted, so he wasn't going to have an empty fermenter when he needed to make my beer. And then Jamil and Sully got together and decided uh, that they sh- that Sully should do your brew instead of Jamil's. Yeah, basically. Because they have an open relationship. They do. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they seem to still be okay with each other, so I don't know. <laughs> That's good. Well, I'm glad. I didn't want to find you hanging in the shower or anything, tasting. No, it was, it was never that way. Like I told Vinny, I'm used to it. You know? I thought a couple of years ago this happened to you also, right? So this was Well, there was, was another one, but that, I don't ever consider that a real... I mean, Matt and I talked about it, you know, doing something once, and then that never came to fruition, but, you know. Okay. Right. Well, you know, that. well, here's one. Here's the deal was, he said, well, like, I'd make your IPA, yeah. except I don't have an outlet for, you know, for like a one-up beer like that. Oh. So, I mean, because he doesn't have a, a tap room or... Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> we didn't then. Uh, oh, come on, uh, help me here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you're it right. was under renovation. Yeah, Firestone's yeah. a real small. Place. Anyway, that's yeah. what I believed. They yeah. don't have a whole lot of money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. They don't. They don't go through a lot of beer. No. <laughs> anyway, and so they never made an IPA before. Well, of course, now they have one, which yeah, of course, is nothing like mine. No, it's no. nothing like yours. No, it, it's worse. It's much yeah. worse. <laughs> I think I have some here. We can all try it. You, you have yours here. On it. Yeah. So it is your Pliny Light clone. That's what uh, yeah, Sully and I are going to make. Yeah, you'll be doing with Sully. Right. All right. Very nice. Yeah, cool. When are you guys going to do it? Uh, August 18th. Okay. Yeah, because you've got to do that close. Yeah, to it's GBA. pretty much like getting to the last week. You can make it and get it there on time. And are you making a full batch of that beer with him? Yeah. Using and they'll have it on tap. They have, of course, they have, that's one of the rules of the Pro-Am is they have to serve the beer and sell it. Nice. All right. We'll talk more about that when Sully gets here. Yeah, that'd be great. And when Sully is- did some brewing with Mitch this week, so we're going to talk talk yeah. about that. He's fashionably late as usual. <laughs> Him and Steph might be scootering their way over here now. Yeah. Scooting over? <laughs> the wind drag on his head slows him down. <laughs> he should have one of you know, little helmet little wings coming out to balance him properly. Yeah. I don't know if everyone remembers last time I was on here. He made just gave me crap about the Prius. Oh, yeah. Now here are, what, two, oh, one, right. two years later, he's driving a Vespa. He is. You're I mean, what's cooler? Right. Come on. <laughs> you know what, Dave? I, I wish I'd remember that. I could have pulled the sound bites when he walks in here. It's at least a dead heat. Yeah. That's funny. Did you drive over here in the Prius, Dave? Yes, I did. Yeah, that a boy. It's right in front of your house. Good. <laughs> right, my, right, right behind, behind the Hummer. <laughs> right underneath the Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Average is up. Thanks for saving a spot from you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple of announcements. American Homebrewers Association memberships are available in the store now. We were out for a few weeks, but they're back, and uh, you can sign up through us. It's the same price as signing up uh, through the AHA itself, but uh, they kick down a little bit to us, too. So it's a good, strong showing for the BN if you buy through us, and you get a great membership. You get Zymergy Magazine, all of that. You know the deal. We've talked about this. So AHA memberships in the store. Also, Brewing Network shirts are available in the store, only, though, the Hop Grenade shirts, because... Brew Strong shirts and that other show shirts sold out in, like, uh, I think a total of 13 hours. Oh, yeah. So I only had four of them, but they sold out real fast. <laughs> we were excited about that. Uh, but you can, still get, <laughs> you can still get hats uh, and, and, and be in Army shirts, and I'm going to be ordering uh, new Brew Strong shirts, so just, you know, hang in there. Uh, you can sign up for updates from the Brewing Network on Twitter, and you will get twitted. Tweeted. Tweeted. Twitter.com slash Brewing Network, and we send out messages to you saying things like, JP is covering wood today on Brew Strong, things like that. Uh, But it's the best way to find out what's happening. A lot of you are asking about the Great American Beer Festival and what we're doing and what the events are. We will be there, of course. We have a booth. Um, After events, the best way to find out where we are is to sign up for that Twitter account. And you can also sign up for our Facebook account. Facebook. We have a Facebook account. 
You can just search uh, the Brewing Network you know, on Facebook. It doesn't make it okay if you whisper it, but it, it helps. Does, it does. It makes it a little less annoying if you whisper it. Uh, you can sign up over there. There's a lot of fans on the page now, and we can send you updates that way. Plus, Chat is always putting up new pictures. Yeah, Chad's on there. Um, you put up pictures of your dad at Ebenezer's and stuff recently. And the BN has a race car now. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I thought that was pretty cool. Network race car. Got our stickers all over it. Um, so a proud sponsor of something NASCAR? Yeah, some creepy like uh, <laughs> <Dirt> amateur <laughs> NASCAR in Connecticut, right? Is that what it is? I think it's Chad? a demo derby or something. Yeah. yeah. What what is it? A go kart? Oh or yeah, something? it's kind of like that. And they have a horse trough in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they do. Uh, you know, you can get twenty two ounce plastic cups of Bud Light right at right there at the at the track. And he's on his way out there taking the stickers off as we speak. <laughs> yeah, he is. We're real good to our sponsors around here. Make sure you tell Greg about uh, how good we are to our sponsors, Dave. Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of cool. So you can see all sorts of pictures like that over yep. on our Facebook page. Facebook. And uh, I think JP has one. Oh, no, uh, your cat has one. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. Tasty, you have a Facebook page yet? Uh, no. Silver Metal Sully just walked in the room. He's got a Facebook page. Oh, Sully. <laughs> How's it going? What's up, Sully? Silver Hi. medal at the IPA festival yesterday, huh? Hi, Sean. For the uh, for your IPA, was it the, was it the brew free or die? Yeah, I was just on a press tour. I had to sign a bunch of stuff out front. I'm sorry, I'm late. You were mobbed by the crowds waiting for you to get here. I could. You know, it's, it's 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 rough out there. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah, you got to step over the Prius and under the Hummer. <laughs> oh, the Prius got uh, actually towed. <laughs> oh, damn oh God. <laughs> what? Not even a minute into the building and you bring it up. Right? <laughs> Dave got towed uh, outside the 2180 the other day. Oh, he did? Yeah, we were out you know, brewing with uh, Mitch. and. Uh, Isn't that like the second time that's happened to you, Dave? No, that's the first car my, car, oh. my car's ever been towed. It must be somebody else. I thought I remembered the last uh, time you were here saying uh, that. What an empty sh- feeling that you is. You should have seen the look on his face when he walked out of the door. And, and it was gone. <laughs> What, was it gone or was it being towed as you walked out? No, it was out? gone. Oh, it was gone. Well, you know, it was, they, they opened the lane and I, I came out. There was no cars parked there, and I thought, "Oh crap!" Yeah. Did you think it was stolen, or did you just know? No, it was... I, the minute I saw it, I you know everything hooked together in my head, and I oh. thought, "Oh god, oh man, <laughs> better go back in for a beer." Yeah, it didn't take him long. We just I went. It was actually very convenient, as a matter of fact, because we were going to uh, City Beer where Mitch was doing a uh, tasting of the uh, Vertical Epic, yeah. and uh, it was on the way. It was right there at City Hall. Just dropped him off and made a left turn there. And went around the corner that was it paid your 500 bucks got the car yeah, i was gonna say other than the money it was very convenient yeah. oh man all that, all that money saved on gas just went back to get it out of hawk <laughs> so tell me which ipa won the silver sully uh well the, all the ipas now at the 2 one are called brew free or die oh they are yeah so because uh, we don't want to you know we don't want the message to be diluted muddled yeah no. so all right yeah so that's what. So anytime an IPA wins, it's brewed for you. Yeah, but that was the one that was brewed at the two, at the twenty first amendment, cool. in San Francisco. So congrats, man. Thanks. Yeah, it was great. I was blown away. Honestly, I could not believe it. I Except that you won last year. I did win last year and, and the year before. Maybe I forget. No, I didn't win the year before. I have won a few things there, which is surprising. So you're your silver medal, Sully. I am. I had a gold though. I won that you did last, last year. year yeah, was gold. Gold. Yeah. Right? Four so, days. Don't cheat me. You, you know what's funny when you go there. Mitch can't keep a secret, or not Mitch, uh, Vic can't keep a secret. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, He always somehow gives it away, like in a really subtle way, and, you know, everybody knew apparently around me before, and I, you know, because for whatever reason he told everybody, he's always said, I walked in and he was, yeah, everybody did really, you know, the usual suspects, you know, um, uh, San Diego, uh, uh, Auburn tastes really good, and, you know, San Francisco, he's like, you know, he's like, and then all suddenly it's like, those are the ones that won, you know, it's very... He gives you like that loud voice, oh, Sully, it's nice to see you, yeah. you should 
should not leave yet. Wink, wink. You don't want to stay for the awards? <laughs> yeah. And we're getting text messages. Are you going to show up? Are you showing up? Are you showing up? Type yeah. thing. I didn't know anything. I honestly didn't know anything until, uh, you know, Adrian gave me that knowing, like, that, that glance, like, you know, we were going to get lucky that night or yeah, something. It was either saying, like, you know, <laughs> we have to go home right now, now. baby, or you're, you're about to win a medal. Yeah, so. <laughs> you never but. know. I was concer- I was pretty sure I was the good luck charm. Because I'm standing there talking to Sully, and they call his name, and so he leaves, and I'm stuck by myself. And I look over, there's Todd from 50-50, so I move over to him. Yeah. They call him away. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Good luck charm. It, it, was, it was funny. Todd Ashman used to brew at uh, Flossmore Station out in uh, Illinois. He... Uh, he won the People's Choice Award. Now he's at Fifty Fifty Brewery and up in uh, Lake Tahoe. And he and I, he and I were just sitting at the bar, kind of bullshitting around. And then uh, I said, "Hey, maybe we should get outside and see who won this thing." Ah, uh, yeah. And we both went out there, and that was it. Doesn't Pliny always win the People's Choice Award there? Yeah, I think it has. That's a the- double. Yeah. Oh, at the Double IPA yeah. Festival. That's right. But yeah. honestly, I mean, not to call him out, but that Hop 15 that won was pretty doubly. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm just so. saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just, just saying. Just, I read that somewhere. Yeah. Just repeating the... Not to call him out. You're calling him out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but... You, know. you, you want to trade medals with him, don't you? It's been reported in the press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to congratulate Thank uh, you. your silver Thank medal you. for selling at the IPA Festival. <laughs> All right, you can send uh, show ideas to Chad. It's uh, chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send all your show ideas there. If you want to just send feedback and insult JP, it's feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. If you just want to go straight to JP for insults, it's JP yeah. at thebrewingnetwork.com. Cut out the middleman. Yeah, you don't have to go through all that. And uh, with that, let's get on with it. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. We don't have a feedback sponsor this month. This uh, yeah, this month, so we don't get to insult you, JP. Oh, we can if we want. I guess yeah. we could, but then I don't feel right about it. Then it's just mean. Then it's just for free. I mean, if we're if we're paid to do it, then, then it's, it's like, hey, yeah. what are you going to say about it? No JP? harm, no foul. Yeah. Right? Uh, so if you'd like to sponsor feedback next month and carry on the uh, you know the tradition of insulting the jipper, yeah. then uh, feel free to do so. Here is your feedback. Justin, I was hoping um, that you could maybe rally troops for the cause. The Michigan State Fair Homebrew Competition has broken another uh, entry record this year. I guess they have uh, around... Insider. (laughs) Record number of entries in cider. They have around 800, which really is a lot if you see the video. Um, It's a single-state competition uh, open only to Michigan homebrewers, but they need judges. They've got too many beers to judge. Judging is August 16th and 17th. It's at uh, Dragon Mead in Warren, Michigan. So if you're interested and you want to help out judging and you're in Michigan, you can go to uh, msfhomebrew.org. msfhomebrew.org. Bringing it strong in Michigan. That's from Dan. Case in the forums. So help a brother out if you can judge and you're in Michigan. Um, let's see. This guy wanted to insult me, but then says, I actually have become way too addicted to this show to tear it down, even in jest. Oh. I have to refrain from talking about the show to my wife because she thinks I love you all more than I love her. But he has a question. He says, I came across a great deal on a bunch of Lysol no-rinse sanitizer, but I don't know enough about chemistry to know if this stuff will work well as a no-rinse sanitizer for brewing. And then he gives the active ingredients, Doc. I don't know if you want those. Well, Palmer's here, too. And Palmer, too. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know off the top of your head, or should I, shall I read Choose the active the, ingredients? Probably ethanol, quaternaries, isn't it? They're probably quaternaries, but... Uh, Lysol likes to use ethanol, too. But, yeah, you're probably right. It's quaternaries. Yeah, lay it out. Uh, C4... Let's see. Alkyl. Alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. Oh, okay. It's 10%. 
Um, and that has like C14 is 50%, C12 40%, C16 10%. And then the other 90% is inert ingredients, he says. That's all the information I have. So is it a good uh, brewing sanitizer? What do you think? Do we have any idea? I have no idea. I'm a metallurgist, not an organic chemist. Doc, any idea? Nope. All right. Can't help you, brother. <laughs> That's a T-shirt. I've never way. heard of anybody. <laughs> I'm a metallurgist, not an organic chemist. <laughs> Damn it. Jim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I've never heard of anybody <laughs> using Lysol, so I don't know, man. I don't know what it's, kind it's of deal ca- you got. It actually kind of sounds like a Sur- standard um, surface. To- preser- yeah, preservative or the, the, the last part, the benzoyl chloride, yeah. sounds like a preservative thing. But who knows? You probably bathe in it, and be cool. Just maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. Don't use it on your beer. I'm going to say yeah, that. I don't know. It might yeah, turn your hair blue. <clears throat> Could do that. All right. Yeah. Next great show last week. JP, uh, JP wasn't such a tag along and general dumb fuck. Oh, generally, but seemed to actually provide useful and beneficial information. Well, you know, sometimes it happens. It does occasionally. Ma- Name an example. Sometimes strippers go home with you. Sometimes I can... Uh, when do strippers ever go home not with you? the royal you, not me or you, but, you know... People. Other people? Yeah, in general. Has anybody here ever gone home with a stripper? Never. When, while they were working that night? Yeah. Yeah. Doc probably no. has. No, not while they were working. No? If you call the champagne room home. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you, it depends on how often yeah. you go. I can say kind of yes, but not really because they were actually going home with my buddy. Oh. But they were in our car. But so he knew about it. But so you see you I was happen. there. I saw it happen. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fair. And, the, right. and then there's Squirrel Boy. Squirrel Boy? Yeah, Sam. He. Oh, no. You, are you calling Bevo a stripper? Oh, she is kind of a stripper, isn't she? She did the... the she stripped Well, that's here. true. That's true. All right. Well, there you go, JP. I'm going to be stretching a little bit. Anyway, this guy says, I've purchased a keg CO2 tank regulator and connectors and would like to benefit from having no sludge at the bottom of my bottles. I guess he still wants to bottle even though he has a keg. So his question is, can I keg condition and chill with ice just to then bottle from that keg? And I, I don't see why not, right? Sure. Um, I think you'd have to refill ice for about a week. That's a big pain in the ass to keep it cold for that long. Yeah. Um, basically, he's t- he doesn't have a kegerator, is how the email was titled. So he's just worried, you know, how the hell is he going to use his keg? And it, It's hard to fill it when the beer's not cold. You gotta really get the beer cold. Yeah, temperature is really critical. Plus, it's gonna take a really long time to work as a clarifying tank if you don't have it cold too. Yep. If it's just sitting at room temperature, so and it won't carbonate when it's. Well, unless you're carbonating, in, you know, naturally carbonating, yeah. then you get sludge anyway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's certainly possible if you have a bucket and a and like a Seven Eleven right next door, so you can always go get ice, or an ice store if you live in the desert. Sometimes the they, ice sometimes they deliver, uh, but you're probably going to need a kegerator, dude. So just I don't know. Uh, go on Craigslist; you'll be able to find something cheap and sometimes free. So Free's I think good. I think you'll be all right. All right, here's kind of a long one. Hey there, Justin and the Motley Band of Brew Holes. <laughs> I've never been called that before. No, that's a good one. Well, I started homebrewing about three years ago. I was recently reinvigorated and about a month ago discovered the BN, downloaded and went through every episode of The Jameel Show, and intended to do the same for the session, but three-plus hours a week over three years was a bit much. So I started off in 08 and uh, select episodes along the way. Today, I guess he means today as long as I'm uh, timely with my emails, uh, is his first chance to listen live. So he will be, he says, uh, I may go to bed with that dirty and used feeling that so many BN Army members describe after being in the chat room all show long, I assume. 
says, living in Boston, I often feel like you guys don't have a lot of East Coast love. And as you rattle off breweries and the like, I sometimes need to get out my feelings calendar and put a check in the lonely box. But I was listening to the 720 show with Chris Graham earlier today. And coming back from the break, uh, we played a song called Wicked Sensitive Crew by the Dropkick Murphys. And he felt a twinge of masshole love. Wicked sensitive. Yeah. So he was happy about that. Um... And he's thanking us. The last three batches of beer he made says are going to be great because of the information on the BN. Also been inspired to switch from partial mash to all grain because of us. And Really? Yeah. He says, I'm going to start with two and a half gallon batches because that way I can use my three gallon igloo and five gallon boil kettle setup and not buy new equipment. Plus, I live as a student in Cambridge. He's a grad student at Harvard. I'm at Harvard. My parents have money and I'm smart. (laughs) Good looking. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wow, we're angry, huh, JP? Um, Yeah, what's wrong with that? Didn't you go to Harvard? I thought everybody went to Harvard. Yeah. Uh, Pacheco <laughs> Community College, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch and I did. You did? Yeah. Of you? Absolutely. You and Jim Cook is all you, all you Harvard brewers. That's what you got to do. Sully, you went to community college too, didn't you? I went to UCLA. Harvard you did? Community College. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harvard is community college in my family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody I know has been to Harvard. <laughs> nah, he's just explaining that he's broke as hell, so he can't start donating yet, but uh, we'll be buying some gear and an AHA membership when he can. And that's why he doesn't want to upgrade uh, upgrade equipment. So anyway, just a good story of a yeah. broke guy who's uh, moving up to All Grain and thanking us uh, for the show. So Good news. He's yeah. actually in the chat room. Oh, there you go. Soul Train. Soul Train. That's his name. Soul Train. He says, uh, my parents have no money and I am retarded. Oh, oh there you go. So it fits right in. We weren't far off. Yeah. Done and done. And then speaking of Soul Train... Uh, ah. little moment of silence for... The train has stopped. For Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Died today. Really? 65. I saw that before I come over. Yeah. They were playing Isaac Hayes today. I was wondering what was going on. There's a lot of famous black dudes dying this Bernie week. Mac, Bernie, yeah, Mac Bernie Mac died. Mac of, I thought of you, Sully, because he died of pneumonia complications. Oh, I got worried true. about you. Yeah, I heard that, and I, I twinged a little bit. You went and got some airborne? <laughs> <laughs> he, but he had other complications. I always look for the Achilles heel when somebody dies that young, which yeah. is yeah. young, you know, because he's five years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> right. To me, 50 years old is young. He's really young. Uh, I always think that uh, he did have other problems, though. Good. He had some polyp situation, or I don't know what's going on. All right. So you're good, then. I'm, I'm good for right now. <laughs> I'm actually I'm glad to hear that, because I'm thinking, how can anybody die of pneumonia nowadays? Like, exactly. It, it, it kind of creeps me out that anybody can still die of pneumonia. Like dying of chicken pox. It's, an, it's, it's terrible. I mean, you basically, your lungs fill up with liquid. You drowned in your own fluid. Exactly. And you have, yeah. and you have uh, other complications associated with the infection and all that. And it's terrible. Yeah, but they can like drain your lungs and stuff, can't they? You still have the infection, though. Antibiotics. Cause this is, Sometimes this is, they don't work. No. All right. All right. I guess you can die then. Fine. Sometimes you just <laughs> die. Um, all right. And that's all for the feedback today. Uh, what the hell? Feedback today brought to you by JP. Oh, oh hey. Oh, you uh, just wanted to insult me. Anything to say about yourself, uh, JP? Uh, can I go last? <laughs> all right. You can go last. Yeah. Doc, you want to start about JP? Anything to say about JP? JP, did you get an iPhone? Douche. Doc, you sound kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny yeah, voice. Oh, I can't think of anything. Uh, JP, it's all on you. You're your own sponsor. Anything to say? Yeah, this sponsor segment is much like my life. It just hit the shitter. (laughs) 
What do you mean, just just hit the shit? <laughs> you got cats, though. Big That's show true. for you today. Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company is with us. When we come back, we're going to talk about collaboration brewing, and uh, we're going to do some vertical epic tasting. So hang in there. We'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic Ingredients. This October, the Organic Ingredient Experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, hosts the second annual Organic Homebrew Challenge. All ingredients must be organic. Entries will be accepted September 1st through October 10th. Judging October 19th will be followed by an organic Oktoberfest for all participants, customers, and guests at Gordon Biersch Brewery and Restaurant in downtown San Jose, including a specially brewed Gordon Biersch Organic beer. For more information, contest rules, and guidelines, visit breworganic.com slash competition. And if you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50 pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you'll need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew experts since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com and enter the 2008 Organic Homebrew Challenge. There is no stronger tie between man and nature than the one that resides in a keg of good beer. For the barley and rye are hops, noble in stature, a thought subdivide over which is most dear. Be they lambics or luckers or pitchers or box, from the hills there's a porters and mean sweet and clear. But the stouts of all bisons over hills brown or pale, it's the same to our takers, just bring us more beer. For men of great strength, there is no match for stouts. Through sense in his hair and gave Atlas his might. Even great Hercules, well, trials triumphant. On time in his journeys, toss back a pint. Be they lambics or lovers or bitters or bots. For behills, there's a porters of ease, sweet and clear. For the stouts of all bisons or ales, brown or pale. It's the same to our takers, just bring us more beer. After nights of long study, I did ascertain that the thinking man's drinking fine lambics from Spain had a startled himself to a bottle from the shelf to Socrates, Hippocrates, and Plato's great craze. Be they lambics or lovers or bitters or box, or pills or supporters, the meat sweet and clear, when the stouts of all bisons or ales brown or pale, it's the same to our takers, just bring us more beer. The lover's elixir is meat sweet as honey. This formula followed these passion that grows. A goblet of silver filled thrice on the hour induces sweet slumber so she can't say no. Be they lambics or lovers or bitters or box, or pilsners or porters, or meat sweet and clear, or the stouts of all bisons or ills brown or pale, it's the same to our takers. The buck is renowned as a drink of good fortune. It brings luck and gains of skill and of chance. With dice and a firkin, the intrepid gambler comes home with a barrel but no shirt or pants. Be they lambics or luggers or bitters or box, from the hills there's a porters on the sweet and clear. But the stouts of all bisons or ales brown or pale, it's the same to our takers. Just bring us more. Mix all 
speed sweet and clear But the stouts of all bisons Or ales brown or pale It's the same to our takers Just bring us more beer Sit down next to it Grab yourself a paper towel And watch those yeast have sex You're listening to the Brewing Network The Brewing Network Saving your life one beer at a time. All right, welcome back to the program, everybody. It's the session, of course, back in action here in Pacheco. And we got Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company hanging out with us, which is always fun for us because Mitch is one of these big-time brewers, you know. It's like uh, he was Budweiser, and now he's at Stone. He's I, the man. He I've really seen, is. I've seen that new brewery down there at Stone. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? You don't do shit, do you, man? Uh, I'm, I'm just in Disneyland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be, hands down, probably the nicest brewery I've ever seen in my life. It's really just... Thank you. A, a very, very nice. It's it's an awesome place to work. I, that's about all I can say. It's it's beautiful. It runs great. Uh, it's wonderful to be able to go out after working to the bistro and try a beer I've never had before, which is just about every day there's something new on tap I've never had. So it's... Uh, it's a really cool place to work. Yeah, it looks like it. And, uh, I mean, you guys have really increased capacity with that new brew house, too, right? Yeah, when I when I first got there, we um, we did about 50,000 barrels uh, the first year I was there. Uh, and last year we did uh, almost 70. Wow. And this year we're looking at doing about 90,000 barrels. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of beer. It's a lot of beer, yeah. Did you see it down there uh, at the CBC, Sully? No, I, had, I didn't uh, make it for that event, but... Uh, I've seen pictures. Yeah. I've never been there before. It's really impressive, and I kind of just was wandering around. You guys just opened the house at the Craft Brewers Conference and let all let us all just kind of wander. Um, but other people were really checking it. You guys have an entire control room also, right? Oh, yeah, we do. Every The whole brew house is automated, so we've got a Siemens control system in there, and it's, yeah. uh, it's you know, it runs the whole process. And, <laughs> yes. I, I, I did uh, hear about or saw pictures of the, uh, the hop storage facility that was... Uh, uh, like there was a security guard out front or something like that. What was that all yeah. about, Mitch? Yeah, we we had a little fun with that. Yeah, uh, we I did have of... about you know four thousand, five thousand pounds of hops in there. Though, you did. So, yeah, we were. You got to watch out for that. Yeah, we I were. poked my head in there. I was checking that out too. <laughs> uh, but really, just a great facility and the whole bistro that you guys have now down there. A couple of bars, indoor, outdoor. It's really like an oasis down there. Yeah, it's really cool. And the, and the way Greg did it, and we call this Greg's Fort, by the way, because uh, okay. you know the way he built it was Makes like sense. a kid building the fort. But, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> you know, he put trees and, and bushes and things all up around the edges so that once you're inside of the place, you really don't know that you're surrounded by an industrial park and, yeah. and construction of a hospital and everything else that's going on around there. It's really that's true. Really so a nice a, place. There's a hospital right next door? It's going in right now. I think it's going to be finished in 2010. That's I think so. that could be helpful. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think they're going to specialize in a you know alcohol overdose. Yeah. Or, or liver transplant. I think me and Sully could go uh, do our drinking down there. We'd be okay. We would never accidents. Yeah. How's your exercise going anyway, Sully? It's uh, fallen off this past week. Yeah. We've had we had a several events going on. I've been drinking basically since Thursday. Yeah. You guys cheated on me Friday morning. 
How do we do that? A radio show that wasn't mine oh. down, at the, uh, down at the 2NA. Yeah. How'd that go? That was awesome. It was on KFOG. Uh, they broadcast live from the 21st Amendment, and it was basically like a four-hour commercial for the 21st Amendment. That's great. That was just unbelievable. <laughs> you. Did you get a lot of people in there at 6 it, in the morning? Yeah, we had about 150 people there. We okay. fed wow. them and all that. It was interesting because they're broadcasting live, and so people are listening to the show, and we're inviting them to come down. And... Uh, so people are coming down, and it's not like your normal people that you see in the 21st Amendment. Yeah. We had these two guys come down. We had, I was listening to it up on the Upper Haight, and I walked all the way down. And you look at these guys, oh, and they're like, woo, okay. Yeah. The free eggs are there. <laughs> That's what they gave they're like, for. And, and, and it's, you've probably had this encounter before when you've done remotes. You have like a table with all your stuff set up, and people just walk up to the table like while you're broadcasting, like looking at them like they're going to all of a sudden stop the show and respond or something. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys doing something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, dude. It is kind of insane, too. You, you could literally have the headphones on and be speaking into the microphone like I'm doing right now, and someone, they will, they'll come right up and they'll start asking you questions. Yeah, one of these guys did exact, exactly that, and Nico and I just basically just swarmed him and like pulled him away. Like, you you got to tackle him. You got to go back over here. Yeah. Oh, for the listeners that don't know, KFOG is probably one of the biggest stations in San Francisco. Absolutely. Light rock. It is. No, it's not. No, no, it's not that. No, 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 no. World-class rock. World-class oh, world class For a world-class city. Yeah. Oh. Sean, did you get on the air at all? Uh, I was on, actually. Okay. I did a little thing there. and yeah. I listened off and on. I never heard you. Sorry. Talked to, I brewed a special. <laughs> I made a special beer for them, and we talked about that, and then we just did some shenanigans and stuff like that. So. What did you name the beer for them? K-Fog Morning Show Beer. Wow. <laughs> Sully, you and I got to talk about these things. <laughs> you know, did what you have I, any help or collaboration on that name? <laughs> well, I what was, you have a PR guy now. What was I going to call it? Come on. It's the K-Fog Morning Show. I blended a beer together and put it on. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's probably on Rate Beer right now, too. Right, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a 37%. <laughs> All right. It was fun. It was. I, I could not believe it. It was just unbelievable. Okay. And they do this every month in August, basically. Every Friday they're out at some brewery. I think next week they're going to be at Gordon Beers down in San Jose, and out, then the next week I think up in uh, Marin. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're doing a beer month. They were out at Pyramid uh, the week before. When did they Walnut get Creek. so beery? I mean, I know familiar. you've always been their beer guy, but uh, when did they, like, beer month? What's this about? Well, I think what happened is they had a good experience down in San Jose and at Marin Brewing Company last year. And what they would do is they would go to different locations with locations within San Francisco, the Bay Area, yeah. uh, the la- last Friday of the month in August. And um, they would, actually, sometimes they would go to listeners' homes. And I talked to Greg about really? it. Really? Just, it didn't really work out that well. No, I said, that's... well, it sounded great on the air because, yeah, but people like turn it into like a little party and it's their own little thing, and there's oh. the, you have to you have to have people participating, kind of get them moving. So yeah, oh, that's a really terrible idea. Yeah, they don't, yeah. Do, they don't do it anymore. Have a bunch of strangers over your house. I mean, I love our listeners, but I'm not going to your house. Yeah, <laughs> have them come over here. <laughs> I don't even like it when that happens. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> wow, that they they've got balls to do that. Yeah, so now they're going to the breweries. You know, generally they're open spaces and all that. People can have fun with it. So, did you see the uh, Dan, speaking of Gordon Beer? See the Dan Gordon billboards all over, all over San Francisco now. I have the don't trust. Don't trust a thin never brewer. trust a skinny brewery. Skinny brewery yeah. yeah, it's got big fat Dan on there. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think it's kind of a funny. Way. I love when he makes fun of himself like that. He's, so he's really owning up to his uh, figure. He is. I, although I got to talk to him about it because I didn't expect that he'd be the billboard type of guy. 
And I'm wondering if he didn't have much choice is why I got to talk to him. I'm sure, I want to ask. I'm sure somebody got in his ear and it was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And he's very vocal and all that. He talks a lot yeah. about his company and he's really into it. So he's a good spokesperson. Yeah, and I guess true. now a poster model. Now he's a poster boy. <laughs> I can't wait till there's Nico and Sully posters all or billboards. <laughs> I want to see your face on a bus, Sully. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? You're driving home and you see me oh, smiling man. at you while you're stuck in traffic. We're like, ha ha, look at you. I'm on the bus. <laughs> I know that dude. I would probably crash, Sully. That'd be great. All right, well, one thing I want to talk about, and I'm glad that you're here, Sully, to help us out, because you and uh, Mitch did a collaboration beer on, on Thursday. And, Mitch, this is something I'm, I'm looking through my notes, and you're kind of Mr. Collaboration right now, doing a few different brews. What's, what's that about? Yeah, we, um, uh, we've been having some fun. I guess uh, we've got a little extra capacity at our brewery, so we can do a couple of things. Uh, we, w- we went over to England and brewed a beer at the Shepherd Neem Brewery, uh, Steve Wagner and I did. Uh, in February, and that was for uh, uh, there was an outfit out there that approached us to do it. It was for a pub chain called Weatherspoons. Okay, and they do twice a year. They do an international ale festival where they bring in cask beers uh, from all over the world. And we were the first American brewery to participate in that, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we brewed a, an IPA. Uh, it was originally we were going to do a double IPA, and they ah. they squashed that. They said people people <laughs> here can't drink this. You know, yeah. it's too much. And uh, so we compromised. We ended up with a seven point two percent alcohol IPA. Okay. And um, we brewed it, uh, like I said, at the Shepherd Neem Brewery, which is reportedly the oldest operating brewery in England. And it was a very cool experience. A lot of history there. A lot of great brewers. And. Um, uh, they helped us out a lot, you know, getting the brew through their system, and it was a big hit over there. It was great, and they that's were... what I was going to ask: if it, was the beer a big hit, or the the, the brewing you brewing there was a big hit? Because did they like the uh, the IPA? I yeah, they did. They did? Okay. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of positive responses. I mean, there were some people there. Mostly, you know, it was funny. It was mostly brewers who who expressed any sort of reservations about it being too strong in alcohol. Okay, you know, and there there's a lot of conservatism with the with beer strength over there. But there's some hardcore, you know, uh, uh, beer aficionados over there that were really into it, and we got a lot of great comments about it. Nice. And uh, they were supposed to save us two casks and ship them back over to us, and they failed to do so. <laughs> they drank them all. <laughs> so when when Sean and I started talking about doing doing the beer at Twenty First Amendment. Um, and I asked Greg and Steve, you know, my bosses, I wanted to make sure they were cool with it. Yeah. And, and they said, why don't you brew this beer that we never got to try? You know, and so that's what we did. Okay. And, yeah. And it was uh, it was a great day. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah we planned this uh, over several drinks back at the uh, CBC great. Craft Brewer Conference down in San Diego. And, we uh, should brew and, together, Mitch. And when I saw Mitch that morning, I walked in and Dave was there and uh, Hopwood was there. And uh, we were looking at each other. It was like, uh, it seemed like a great idea back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know we got to make it happen and then uh, pull the mush, mash out eventually, and so <laughs> you had to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I hadn't been in the brewery in a long time. And I was like, oh yeah, to figure it out. And <laughs> did you give Jesse the day off? You know what? It's funny. You no, know, Jesse did. I made him show up actually, and he while we had lunch, he did end up pulling the mash out. <laughs> he did. Oh, you're such a dick, Sully. I was about to jump in here and plug that in. You came clean last night. I did get I in it. the mash out and sprayed it down though. So. Oh, you did. Yeah. Good for so you. So I got inside. That was your exercise. I have pictures of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and what we are going to do as well is we're, because they didn't have a chance to try it down in stone, we're going to send a couple uh, firkins down of it down there. So Great. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, it's uh, people are going to be really, really happy with that. That's really cool. 
I'm thinking for you now, Mitch, with with your big system down at Stone, and, and I, I hope you don't feel inadequate, Sully, but for <laughs> you, brewing on Sully's system is like being on my 1550 out back. It's, you know, uh, it was uh, it was cool because I started out on a system like that, you okay. know, 20 years ago, and I was working at San Andreas, and it was a 14-barrel system, and yours is a 12, right? 12-barrel, yeah. 12-barrel system, and it was really cool. I felt, you know, I felt right at home, and then I didn't have to do much either, so it was made it easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I turned you- a few valves uh, yeah. right? I would say, hey Mitch here throw the hops in here <laughs> press press this button this now button here. <laughs> we don't give it to the hot robot I don't understand <laughs> just <laughs> brewing is great isn't it yeah you it just was... show up take the pictures and leave yeah <laughs> So what we're going to do now, I mean, we've been talking about it. I don't know if you've solidified these plans, guys, but uh, going to brew a little arrogant uh, watermelon down there, aren't we? Really? <laughs> yeah, i got to work on that when I get back. <laughs> that might yeah, not go over so well. <laughs> well. I would like that. No, we like doing it. We've, we've actually done a few things at our brewery, and we're looking to do some more. So I think I think they'll be open to it. I don't, I don't know about the beer style. We'll see. Watermelon bastard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's not bad. This is what we call Sully anyway. Yeah, it's got to be a. It's got, yes, we do. It's got to be a little angrier, I think, for Stone. So yeah. you got to come up with some sort of angry watermelon, like, like a black watermelon, smashing watermelons. Yeah, black watermelon. You know, <laughs> black watermelon. That's much angrier. <laughs> All right. So, uh, chat, help me out here. We're uh, trying some of the vertical epic. Is that what's in front of me? Mm-hmm. All right. What's the first one that you guys decided to do? Oh five. Wow. Who brought this in? Because I just don't have a bottle of this. <laughs> oh, did you bring this, awesome. Chris? Thank you. Chris from North Coast. Hang on. He oh brought boy. it in for you. I've actually that. got bottles of this that I would not bring in. Really? <laughs> oh! Well, you have more than I do. I have zero, so... <laughs> you stingy bastard, David. <laughs> in my defense, they're buried. Okay. That's the story I'm going with. Now, Dave, you you were giving me a heads up about one of these that, that was just going to blow us away. Was it the 05 or is it the later one? The 06. It's the 06. Oh, okay. We had this the other night. It was fantastic. Mm. All right, while I'm enjoying this, because it's, it's really amazing. This one's the 05. And it's got that... See, I love when, when big malty beers age enough to start tasting a little grapey and a little pruney and all of that. And the raisins and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, nice. tastes in, in, in beer. And this is getting that really nicely. Yeah, it's very nice. Tell me the deal with the whole Epic series. Well, that's something that... Uh, it's that, epic. That Greg, it's yeah, epic. it's a very epic thing. Uh <laughs> Greg and Steve and Lee Chase, the former head brewer at Stone, cooked this up. And every year, um, we do a beer that's different every year, uh, and it's done on successive months. So the first one was done on February 2nd of 2002, or the release date was February 2nd. Uh, the next one was 03, 03, 03, and so on. And every year, it's a chance for us as brewers to do something a little creative. It's it's always been something Belgian, at least up up until uh, 2008. And I'm assuming that we are going to continue with that theme and do something Belgian. But they're all different beers. The idea is to collect all of them. And then on December 12th, 2012, uh, when the last one is released, open them all up and taste them together. Wow. So they're made to be aged, but they're also made to be to be uh, tasted fresh as well. Okay. Uh, you know, we want them to taste good the day they're released, but we want them also to age. And it's been kind of fun for us because we go back and taste them once in a while. And the uh, the original um, version, the, the 2002 version, I think there were only 250 cases or something like that. So it's a real hot ticket on eBay. That's what I was going to ask. If I couldn't remember if this was the beer that people are paying ridiculous amounts of money for. This the is the one. It's yeah. the O2, I see. All right. How Just much is it going for? Just to complete the collection, right? Yep. Yes. 
I think I, I think a single bottle sold for nine hundred bucks. Oh my gosh! So we're See, drinking crazy, a nine hundred dollar bottle crazy. of beer right now. <laughs> no, this no, one's 05. No, no, no. Oh. so this one I guess is easier to get. Sixty a hold seventy of. bucks. We're drinking okay. a seventy dollar bottle of beer right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Wow, Chris can't be replaced. Chris didn't know that. He's kicking himself right now. It's 70 bucks. That's gas money. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and there's a lot of talk about how when it's over in 2012, people selling the entire series for obscene amounts of money then, too, because they will have had the whole thing. Yeah, and there are people selling the series now, you know, going all the way up to 2008 and selling the whole thing. The thing is that people are trying to jump in now, and it's too late to... Get yeah. those old vintages and right. And as a brewery, I think Stone only has what ten or eleven bottles of the O2. Oh, really? No wow. Yeah, so, I've tasted it once. Do you keep I've, those on lockdown so that people don't accidentally, you know, grab one? Yeah, I think they're locked in, uh, locked up in Greg's house. I don't even think they're on site. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Very nice. It's a good idea. I, I really like the idea and being able to do this whole series of tasting at the end. Uh, plus, you guys will be hammered when you taste all those. Oh, it'll be a fun day, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's, it's a good so, time. How do you come up with the uh, the recipe? I mean, what's your what's your process? Are you already thinking about next year right now? Or? I'm starting to think about next year right now. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's something. Everything's kind of different. I've only been involved in two of them. I was involved in the 2007 version and then the 2008. And I can tell you how we came up with the 2008 version. Uh, and it was due to Steve Wagner and I going over to Europe. And we were traveling around Europe. And one of the people we were traveling with is Glenn Payne, who's worked with Meantime and worked with Safeway in England. He's a good beer guy, and a lot of people know him. Um, and we went over to Belgium, and we were looking for a beer called uh, uh, the Duval Triple Hop. Okay. And we thought we might be able to get a bottle of it over in Belgium. We took a weekend trip over to Belgium, and we drank a lot of really good beer. But we couldn't find a bottle of this, and he gave us a bottle, and we brought it back, and we tasted it. And uh, I tasted it uh, with Steve and Greg and our lead brewer, John Egan, and we just said, wow, this is really, really awesome beer. Let's make something like this. You know, it was just kind of an inspiration for us. And, you know, we, even though we're kind of struggling through a hop shortage and everything else right now, we, we kind of we saved enough hops to do this beer the way we wanted to do it. And, um, so we brewed a strong golden with a lot of American hop character, and it's got uh, it's got a tannum, which is our hop that we use in the Stone Pale Ale, okay, and Simcoe and Amarillo hops in it. Very nice, and uh, we really like the way it came out. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, the 07 uh, version is the one that we we used a lot of citrus peel in. We were trying to make something kind of Southern California and something kind of summery, uh, since it was released in the middle of the summer, middle of July. And we came up with the idea of using some some uh, citrus peel instead of hops, and so we ended up using grapefruit peel, lemon peel, and lime, or not lemon, not lime. I'm sorry, orange peel in it. Uh, used a little bit of ginger and used a little bit of cardamom in it. And no hops at all. Uh, no, there were plenty of hops in oh. it as well. I'll <laughs> <laughs> go crazy on it. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so the 07s uh, was really spicy when it came out, and I think this is one that's really going to age well because I think that the spices are starting to tone down and blend in with the beer and the hops a little bit. It and smells great. What do you think about that? Do you have the 07 in front of you there, Doc? Yeah. That, uh, it, that one just smells awesome. Uh, it's, it's like real reminds me of a saison. Yeah. And that, that was kind of what we were trying to do. We kind of did, a, well, we, we called it a blend of a triple and a saison. You know, the, well, I got the ginger and the cardamom right yeah. away. Yeah. And it was a lot stronger when it was first released, yeah. and it's starting to blend in really mm-hmm. nicely. So it's aging really exceptionally well, I think. 
Yeah, it's very nice. What about the 06? And I did try it, Dave. It's, it is pretty damn good, this one. You're absolutely right about that. It's darker than all the ones we I've had in, in front of me. Yeah, the 06 was a quadruple, uh, and it was uh, Lee Chase's last recipe at Stone. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, so it was the, the last beer he, he formulated, and then I came on board when we were just starting to brew it. And uh, really like this beer. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's I like, like that beer a lot, too. Toffee. It's like toffee notes. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you know the caramel caramels coming out and the yeah. toffee and the raisins starting to develop and it's nice stuff. Still some hot alcohol in it. It could age yeah. a little more. This one too. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know they're all going to be fairly high in alcohol, over eight percent, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, this year's version's eight and a half. Oh yeah, it's strong. Oh, it's always <laughs> the next to fall. <laughs> <laughs> now let me. Sully, want to go run on a treadmill for a little bit? Oh, we'll be right back. Oh. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Uh, you mentioned that in the 08, you, you found a beer that you really liked and, and used that as an example. When you when you do that and you have a sample beer and you say, I, I, you know, we want to brew a beer like that, do you go back and get their recipe, or are you able to taste that and figure out what the ingredients are? You know, how, how does that process go? Well, we, we don't want to brew a clone of somebody else's beer, so we don't try to go back and look at the recipe. We just use it as an inspiration and then try to use what we know about brewing to make a beer that kind of fits what we do at Stone. Okay. Um, you know, so in this case, we, we knew we wanted something pale, golden, and really American hoppy. All right. And that was that was about it. You know, it was uh, it was just something that we really liked the flavor of, and we wanted to have one. So that's why we brewed it. Oh, that's a really good beer. Thanks. Yeah, I like that one. They're all really good. Yeah. <laughs> I like these. I know. <laughs> it's great is that they're all so different. Yeah. So. Well, and that's what I didn't know about the Epic series. I, I'm not uh, super well educated about the whole series, so I didn't know if you were, you know, kind of brewing the same beer and just doing little variations. But you're, you're really. I, I guess, like you said, they're all Belgian. Um, yes, that's the only thing they all have in common. Is yeah. That they're all. They all use Belgian yeast. Yeah, this one's good. I would want to brew a batch of this, Doc. The seven, the oh eight. Yeah, it's uh, Doc and I are big fans of Duvel in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, a little nice. hangover <laughs> Duvel, nice. yep. and this could easily replace that. This could, be, or at least you know, Ooh, substitute yeah. for a day or so. You could put that right in there. I like that. Yeah. Are you? Uh, do you brew a smaller batch, Mitch, before you brew it on the big system? Uh, with this one, we didn't. Just went but, for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just totally went for it. Uh, we That's have a, a good question. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, we have a little pilot system we got for more beer. Uh, you hey, know, a yeah. 20-gallon system that we use for pilot brewing, and it's very cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have the ability to brew half batches, 60-barrel batches. But in this case, we, we felt pretty confident with what we were doing, so we just went for it and did a full 120-barrel batch. Cocky bastards. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you got lucky, Mitch. <laughs> you know, we're so big that we can always blend, you know. Oh. So. <laughs> All right, that's a good point. Turn it on! Yeah. Now, I want to ask you about that more beer system you got there. Do, will you, I mean, if you're going to do a test batch, and obviously you don't always, will you do it on on the 20-gallon pretty much every time you have a new recipe? Yeah. You do? Yeah. And we, you know what? We use it as a training tool for our brewers, and we anybody who works in the brewing department can brew on that system whenever there's time for them to do it. Nice. And so we, we encourage our people to, to really uh, be creative and do what they feel like doing, and they've done some really neat things. It has, I mean, in, in my opinion, I have a, I had a friend here, uh, he's from uh, France, and he wants to open, uh, it'll be, I think, the first microbrewery um, in the town just outside of Paris. And, and even in Paris, there's I think there's another microbrewery, but they call themselves that, they don't even make their own beer. So he wants to do this tiny 
kind of a, a startup. And I was talking to him about the, the more beer systems. And in my opinion, when I explain it, I, I always say that it, it's really just like a giant professional brew setup, but shrunken down. Because it has, um, if you get the automated ones, it has almost everything that you'd find in Sully's Brewery, yeah. for example. You, you, I always tell people that when they come in, is that, you know, basically I have just a big home brew setup. You've, I've got pumps. You can get pumps as a home brewer. Yeah. You can co- control temperature, just like I can control temperature. Do they make pumps in your size, or...? Yeah, usually they run about a half size uh, smaller. <laughs> They're always just a little smaller. Yeah, but it's it's very similar, right? So, I, I mean, I think by you saying you'll train your brewers on the thing, then then you would agree. It's all, it's just like a pro setup. At oh, night. absolutely. And it's it's so easy to use, you know, and it, it gives everybody a real good understanding of what you're trying to do in each part of the process. And Do you remember the last beer that you brewed on it? Do you know what, what it was? Yeah, it was a uh, smoked scotch ale. Oh, nice. Yeah. And who gets to keep the pilot batches? That was my question. <laughs> you know? Um, well, if they're good enough, we'll send them over to the bistro and, ah. and let them serve them there. And they've served probably about half a dozen of the beers wow. that we made. That's cool. So it's got to be absolutely amazing, though, for us to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, we just to make people ourselves. pay for it. Right. Yeah. JP, didn't you go down and with Chris to, to do the first batch or something? No, Chris kind of jacked me around on the date. <laughs> we were supposed to go together. And Mitch uh, requested that JP doesn't come along. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Chris probably like, listen, Mitch, uh, this kid wants to come. but uh, I'll tell him it's a week later. It's really a week before. Yeah, you don't really want that kind of... Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, he decided just to up and do it one day, and I wasn't around. So oh, that's I good. didn't get to go. Uh, how too many? It is too bad, isn't it? I really wanted to go, too. How many different beers do you guys brewing at Stone now? There's a lot of them I see on the shelf. Yeah, we are brewing a lot. We have, um, I, I want to say we have six core brands, or is it seven? Actually, it's seven right now. And then we are, we're always brewing a seasonal. Uh, we've got a couple other things in the works, you know, something special. Uh, but, yeah, it's seven, seven core brands that we're okay. brewing right now. Wow. And we're always brewing, brewing a special release. Yes, yeah, a special release. I'm sorry, I call it a seasonal, which is not what we do, and uh, I'm going to get flogged for that yeah. when I get back. It's a Stone Brewing Company <laughs> special <laughs> release. Thanks, Dave, for pointing that out. At the next meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch's handler stepped in and you know, yeah. <laughs> guided that PR machine back on track. Yeah, thank you. We're uh, varying, we're varying. Yeah. <laughs> it's got cattle prodding. Sorry, my old, my old verbiage came out accidentally. Well, and Dave, you know our listeners are spread out all over the place, so a question I'm sure that they have is, you know, how far away from Stone's home base can people find Stone beers now? I'm sure it's grown since we last talked to you. We are in 25, actually, I think we're open 26 states now. It's okay. actually kind of hard, tough to keep track of. Is it? The thing is that we're kind of growing wherever we're wanted. We're not, we don't necessarily say, hey, let's start selling beer in Kansas. Okay. We wait till someone in Kansas says, hey, why don't you start selling beer here? <laughs> nice. So we've we're kind of got a hodgepodge, you know, array of states as we go across the United States. But we're as far... I don't think we're in... Ma- um, we're not in New Hampshire yet. Yes, we are. Are we up? Okay. So yeah, as far wow. east as New Hampshire. Okay. And I think Maine is probably somewhere on the horizon. I think Maine is... Yeah, it's in the works. It's happening very so, soon if it hasn't. And obviously not every state in between. Yeah, sure. As far over as there? That's pretty good. Yeah, you just picked up uh, Georgia. Down at uh, Savannah Brewing, uh, Savannah Distribution. Where That's what someone has told me. Yeah. Yes, I. <laughs> Dave Little, who's uh, on, the, who listens. He's a BNR, yeah. yeah. McGruffus. Did he hook it up over there in Georgia? Uh, I think he just answers the phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that wow. might have been the official announcement of that right there. <laughs> oh, great. We just I, scooped. I heard about it somewhere, read about it. Scoop. Could be a rumor. 
Thanks, there, Sean. All right, Georgia. Check it yeah, out. You're going to get talking to. <laughs> you're going to get flogged along with Mitch. <laughs> both of you. I don't even work there. You should sell tickets for that. Greg seems like a cool guy to work for, though. It doesn't sound like he's too strict about Or is he one of these guys who, you know, his job is to look real cool, but then as soon as the door closes, he's screaming at you guys? Uh, no, I've never been screamed at at Stone by yeah, anybody. So can't it's, get screamed at. It's, it's very cool. Greg is uh, Greg's intense. He's really creative, and he comes up with some really great great ideas and then steve wagner who's who's the president and brewmaster of the company is my boss and uh you know he's he's the guy that kind of keeps things going in the right direction and and runs the business basically okay uh yeah and they make a good team you know they're they're both very different from each other and i think that's part of what makes stone really successful sure we get to interview Greg when we go to events. He won't come to us. I don't know. You guys come up here to the show, I guess because you're here with family, but yeah. Greg won't come up here. He's like, Pacheco. Well, if you weren't <laughs> off playing at Burning Man at the end of the month. Oh, is that when he's going to be yeah, up he's here? he's going to be up here for the Slow Food Nation. Dave's wife is going to Burning Man, Doc. And uh, But not Dave. Dave's I, well, I have, a, I have a work commitment now, and I'm stuck here. I don't know. You're looking a little peaked, Dave. You might be sick that week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got we probably got room for you. You want to head up to the man with us? I won't tell Greg. Yeah, he's going to be here. He is. <laughs> he knows what I look like. I don't know. It's too bad. You're going to Burning Man. Of course. Okay. I don't. I'm, I'm, I, I may never miss it again, Sully. You want to go? Uh, we've talked about this. Yeah. Uh, I have to have the you know the RV Your with own. the shower, my yeah. own. I can't be with anybody else. Yeah. Roped off. I got to have a lot of AC. Yeah. And uh, hot water. Oh, and, see, this is the route I was going to go. And here's the thing: we have Craigslist, the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah. Buy an RV for three thousand bucks. You sell it when you get home. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! There's a lot of people buy them for less and just leave them out there and fly home. <laughs> well, I, I'm, all, I'm all crunchy, so I can't leave an RV out there. I gotta. Yeah. No, no. They leave, they leave it in Reno and fly home. Yeah, they don't leave it on the play. Drive it to Reno and leave it there. No That's one even notices. Awesome. It's Reno. This isn't Reno. It's <laughs> like, oh, new neighbor moved in. That's yeah. <laughs> what so it looks like there. It, it becomes a meth lab in about a week. <laughs> yeah, they all they're all recycled. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Yeah, got to go, Sully. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> All right, you can question... Tie your, uh, your Vespa out there. <laughs> <laughs> question for you uh, from the chat, Mitch. Um, who developed the uh, arrogant bastard recipe? I know that was probably before you were there, but... It was. Um, my understanding is is that Steve developed it. Okay. Steve Wagner, who's the president of our company. Was it a homebrew of theirs? Because those guys were homebrewers before starting this whole thing, right? Yeah, Steve was. Okay. Um, I... I'm not sure about that. Okay. I kind of got the idea that it was, but I'm not positive. All right. But we know Sully didn't come up with the name, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. Can't we, can we call it, like, happy little guy? I mean, happy why does beer. Be, why does it have to be arrogant bastard? I mean, it's so negative. Yeah. Sully likes to be happy. That's not arrogant negative? bastard negative? <laughs> Can it be just... You're not, you're not worthy? It's <laughs> yeah. says it right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah what do you mean? Pretty it's, positive it's message, I think. It says it right on your wall there, Justin. you got a bumper sticker. Yeah. Arrogant bastard ale, you're not you're worthy. You're not worthy. And I think that's a pretty nice sticker. <laughs> it's very nice. I wouldn't put it on my Vespa, but it's nice. <laughs> I think it is on his Vespa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you something, Mitch. I know you're no longer an expert on these things, but uh, you used to be a brewer over uh, at Anheuser-Busch. Right. You know, we talked to you all about that last time you were on the program. Yep. So if you have those questions for Mitch, just tune into the last one. Just search Mitch Steele in the archive page, and you'll hear all about... Uh, you were pretty open with us last time about your brewing over there. And, yeah. And you liked it quite a bit. I uh, did. I had a so. great time. I learned a lot. So now... Uh, 
it's gone from big to gigantic. Ginormous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now owned by InBev. And I don't know if you still have contacts back there that you talk to. I just wonder if there's anything about the pulse of how people feel about that on the inside. Well, I think, you know, I did talk to some of my friends and former co-workers who, who are still back there, uh, primarily in uh, in Merrimack, New Hampshire, where I last worked. And uh, there's a few of them that are taking the early retirement package. Uh, I guess that's still going to be part of the, part of the deal, that, that InBev is going to keep that going for those who are 55 and want to retire, I think they're going to get full benefits as if they retired at 57. I see. Uh, which is good. a good deal. You yeah. know, and they can go out and get another job and have a nice retirement and all that. Very so nice. that's, that's working out pretty well for them. I think everybody else was very nervous. And, um, you know, and I've been through buyouts before in, in, in other jobs that I've worked. And it's, it's a terrible thing. It's it really rough. It gets ugly fast. It gets ugly. You know, people come in, they start telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, you know, Anheuser-Busch, I, I've seen some threads on the, on some of the sites where they talk about, uh, uh, you know, losing their beer privileges and things like that. And, they, you know, that kind of stuff, it, it hits hard. It, it doesn't seem like a lot, but you start losing your two cases that you get a month, you know, and then you go, what's next? You know, are they going to start taking away my lifetime benefits and my, my retirement package? And what the heck is going to happen? Yeah. It's just very unsettling, you know. And, and the thing that a lot of people who work with Anheuser-Busch, one of the things that they like about being there is there, there was always that sense of security. You'd always have a job. You'd always have a really good retirement when you, when you finally did decide to retire. And I think people are really up in arms about whether that's still going to be there for them. Sure. It's a big question. Our listeners, of course, they don't care too much about what happens to yeah. Anheuser-Busch. But one question is always how that's going to go. And they do care about uh, people who are, are working here in, in the U.S. And uh, InBev has, of course, promised that they're not going to close breweries and do things like that. And I just don't buy it. I'd be nervous, too, if I worked at AB right now. Yeah, I would, too. I'd be a, I'd be a wreck. And I'm glad I'm not there, to be honest. When you were on the phone with your friends back in New Hampshire, were they like, oh, hold on a second here. i just got to go open a, bo- a bottle of Stellar Trois right now. <laughs> yeah, do they have to and, do and they that? Have, they have, they're all wanting it for their uh, monthly case. Mm. <laughs> you know, it is oh, inter- that's a good point. They get a little variety now. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll start brewing it, too. You know, I hear that being bandied about a little bit, that you know some of these brands may start being brewed over at some of the Anheuser-Busch breweries. So we can get some fresh Stella. That wouldn't be a there bad thing go. at all, would it? You no. know, yeah, but then they can't put here. the big red imported on the side of the mm. box. Nah, that's a good point. Then only the brand is imported, not the beer. That's true. I don't think people yeah. care anymore. They see Stella, they know it's imported, or they, they think he'll be fine with it. Yeah, it is, it's funny that we do our fair share of bashing uh, AB on the show, but when I heard the news, and I think you might have talked about this before, Justin, is... Uh, you kind of got, uh, you know, you're kind of like, oh, man, that kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. Uh, in, you know, this big uh, uh, foreign corporation is buying an American entity right now, and, you, you know, you're like, eh. You know, it kind of felt funny. It, it just felt funny to me. I'm not the most patriotic guy on the planet, and I have no problem with forward investment and globalization. I'm actually okay with that. But one thing I, I do enjoy is I really like tradition. I, I just enjoy tradition. I think our country doesn't really have enough tradition. We're, we're still extremely we're young. young. Yeah. Uh, and if you go to Europe, I mean, there's, so, there's just these great traditions. And we certainly do have our own. And one of them 
like it or not, was Anheuser-Busch. It was really kind of a brewing tradition here. Absolutely. So it was, at least on that it's sort of uh, sentimental note for me, I just thought, ah, oh, well, okay, there's another tradition that we don't have. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens to things like the Clydesdales. And, and the uh, Bud Bowl. And, and, the, and the Bud Bowl. And, uh, <laughs> Dog food. <laughs> what, is, what will the Bush family do next, I wonder? I mean, here's... Oh, I'm sure they're worried. I mean, Augie's... <laughs> I mean, not that they, they can't live the rest of their generations right, rich, right? But... But there's always been the Bush family involved in, you just always, you know, the name. So will there be a new uh, Bush family? Uh, Dynasty? Yeah. I mean, are they going to, maybe they'll go into wine. I don't know. Energy bars. Gonna, or yeah, what are those kids going to yeah. do? You're going to take over Two Buck Chuck, I think, is what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just, it, to me, it is at least fascinating. It's not going to, it certainly won't uh, alter my drinking habits or anyone who listens to this program, but no. it's still interesting. It's interesting, and I, I, I don't think... It's real positive, you know. I, I think uh, you know one of the things that Anheuser Busch did was uh, uh, they did a lot for the ingredients that are available to all the brewers in the United States. You know, they raised the bars from from the suppliers and said, you know, it needs to be it needs to be this. And yeah. as a result, most of the ingredients that are available to us as craft brewers are very high quality. And and a lot of that had to do with what Anheuser Busch did with with hop growing and things like that. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic changes as well yeah and imbev has a reputation for buying up a lot of ingredients uh where anheuser-busch you know secured those things long term in advance and it'll be interesting to see how that impacts us as well Mm. i'm I'm a little concerned about that you know from a personal note oh really so you know whether or not that changes how you guys are going to be able to get ingredients yourselves yeah i think there could be an impact and so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out plus there's a a whole other downstream uh issue with distributors because now you have these brands that were being carried by maybe separate distributors and now they're all being carried by the same distributors and there's a conglomeration effect going on right now as is with distribution so uh, now when the suppliers are starting to get really close together uh these two breweries uh you know what's going to happen then i mean what what, what are the effects that are going to affect us little guys getting pushed out of that distribution circle exactly well that's something i wanted to ask you guys uh i don't know i don't think it's a rumor but you guys have your own distributing company in san diego is that right yes yep does that mean that you that's more than just self-distributing you distribute other brands as well yes we do george with the truck yeah, George, he's our distributor. That's George. Well, truthfully, that's how it started, actually. Uh, with George, was, <laughs> George the distributor. From what I hear, they couldn't find a distributor to pick it up, so they just went out and bought a truck. Okay. And it's grown, and that's actually a separate side of stone that's grown off from there, but you know, we have a fantastic portfolio of beers now. Well, see, and that's how I heard about it, is other craft brewers being really happy that you guys were stepping in, stepping in there and giving an option that wasn't in the Anheuser-Busch chain of distributors. So people were really happy, and so I assume now you, you just got a ton of good craft beers. Well, I, yeah, I see. Oh, yeah. It's amazing to walk into that warehouse there and you know see the port and the Russian River and the, oh, yeah. the Almagang and all, all the others, you know, the Avery and the Victory. And, Great. You know, I, I think that's one of the things that sold me on the company when I first was interviewing. I walked in there and I said, you guys distribute all of this? And, <laughs> yeah. And, and it, was, it was more from the not that, wow, I get to drink all this, you know, I get to taste all this beer all yeah, the it time. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was yeah, part it was. of it. But, you know, it was, it was just the fact that, that the guys at Stone... Uh, really pump up the craft brewing industry and not just themselves and and they're all about the industry and i thought that was really cool especially from you know coming from the perspective from where i was coming from you yeah. know anheuser bush which was more of a uh, well, different. Right. If you're seen out <laughs> drinking anything but Bud, you get fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not air <Eric> Pangrilla. <laughs> so, 
Oh, that's deal. Are your <laughs> are your standards as a distributor? Would you say higher than than your average distributor? Because you guys really know how to take care of beer. Yeah, I you know we keep everything refrigerated. Um, the trucks are refrigerated. I think um, you know it's. Uh, I think the people who are with us are happy. You know, I don't know much about the distribution game, but uh, you know, we seem to we seem to keep people. You know, and, and uh, once they sign on with us, I think they're pretty happy. We do a lot of events with them down at the bistro. Cool. You know, when they're in town, we we definitely do you know do the beer dinners and the, and the um, glass nights and things like that. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to be involved with all that. And, you know, and be able to walk over there and say hi to some of these people when they come in. Yeah. Is it only a, a Southern California uh, distribution? Yeah, it is. It, is. Okay. it was only San Diego County. Now they've actually branched out of San Diego County a little bit. I couldn't tell you exactly what counties it is. Okay. I, don't, I don't handle that stuff down there, but it's it's grown a little bit. The, yeah. I don't think the goal is to keep growing it. Oh, we've okay. just kind of we've grown into a few other counties out of out of need, no more than anything else. Gotcha. All right. I think we yeah we're Los, Los Angeles. County, Angeles yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I have to take a break, uh, but I wanted to, uh, to mention something before we go to break, and it's something I think we'll do uh, all show long. Uh, and, and Dave, you can help me out with this. Dave, your beard is blue. Yes, my beard is blue. <laughs> I thought that was just me. I kept staring you at it. You figure if your meds Doc right, thought he was drunk when Doc was tripping. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of dark in here, and it's just kind of it's, it's yeah. just black, but it's got this blue tinge to it. And I, I, I almost said something. I go, what if it's not? Doc's like, I know Burning Man is soon, but it's not that soon. I haven't taken anything yet. You really didn't think it was... You were really guessing. You couldn't tell. I was like, and I was like, it just in this light, it's like it's just got this kind of blue kind of glow to it. Yeah, thought maybe you just were sick. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking good. Okay. What's the deal with the blue beard? Every other year, the employees of Stone shave. No, no, shave their hair. They actually dye their hair. I think it started with green, kind of a hop thing, and then we went to red, and then blue, and now we're back to blue again. Okay. And what we do is we dye our hair for charity. I don't have hair, as you can probably all see, so yeah. I have to do the next best thing and dye all I got, which is my beard. Okay. So we, we, we get together some charities, and we do it every other year, like I said, and we put, the, put them on our website. And everyone is invited to j- jump in, whether you're an employee of the brewery or not. You can dye your hair. You can just donate money. I noticed Mitch's hair is in blue. It's not. Yes, it is not. What's the deal there, Mitch? Uh, it's it's just a rock not star. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't dye the face, man. Do you okay. know who I am? Hey, he's, he's probably blue somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, what you should say, yeah. Mitch. Just there say, is something blue. Say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the rug's blue. I got, you. I got your blue right here. All right, but you can donate for the car. Each one of you who have who has dyed uh, some part of yourselves blue um has a code on your website we do it's new this year actually as we move uh we get bigger and better at this every year we've actually got it on our website now everyone who has brewed their brewed blued their hair dyed it blue is on the website and everyone has a different number so you can go onto the website and you can donate money to the charities and if obviously one zero zero nine is my number. Feel free to donate for that. I've put a link or, on our forum that you can go find it. Just go to our forum under Beer Radio, and it says Stone Donation Link for tonight, and you can click that button. And like Dave just said, his is one zero zero nine. But you don't care who they donate to, I assume. No, the important thing is that the charities end up with the money. So yeah, that's the big thing. That's a cool thing, and you're just pledging like, hey, Dave looks like an asshole, and I'll pay for it. <laughs> for a whole month. <laughs> what, are the cha- what are the charities? <laughs> the charities are, and we should, Mitch and I talked right before 
before we got on there. There's a, there's a healthcare foundation in, down there. It's called Palomar or something or other. I can't remember the name of that one. Fair enough. That's the one. All right. And the important one. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's the North County uh, Boys and Girls Club, San Marcos Family YMCA, and then an organization called Looks Like Me, which does, um, they provide wigs and stylists for kids that are going through cancer treatment mm-hmm. and have lost their own hair. All good causes. Absolutely. Yeah, Sounds sound great, actually. All right, here's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Sully. Um, first, I'll give away five shirts. You want? Can you give away five shirts, Sully? First ten people who donate today... Do Dave's number, so because you'll be able to see your donations. Yeah, I, I get a feedback email that shows... All right, so Dave's number is 1009, and you can go to uh, stonediehards.org slash pledges. The first ten of you who are listening live to the program right now, um, I'll send you a BN shirt. If Will you donate five shirts, Sully? No. He's yeah. out. He's <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Let's do it. You got badass new shirts, by the way, I want to yeah, point out. thank you. Uh, Dave's wearing yes, one right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, JP got one of the gray ones. That's the I one did. I like. That's yeah, a good shirt. I like the green ones, though. Uh, more beer. I'll, I'll, I'm in for more beer shirts if you want up at the 15. Okay, 15. Wow. Nice, um, nice. So there you go. So the first Very 15 nice. people that donate, you can donate anything, right? There's no. Uh, it's in $5 increments. Okay. That's the only way the website would work. So you can do 5, you can do 20. Whatever. All right. I'll donate five of my old t shirts. <laughs> and then, and then old, five old doc shirts. So maybe your eight year old can fit into them. I don't know. Whoa. All night long. Try the veal. <laughs> no. Now, let's keep it at, at the 15. So we got five BN shirts, five 2NA shirts, five more beer shirts. Uh, and the first 15 of you who go there and donate, if you the, the link is uh, stonediehards.org slash pledges. And Dave's number on there is 1009. If you forget all that, just go to our forum, thebrewingnetwork.com slash forum, click on Beer Radio, and then the Stone Donation link. And do that. It's in the chat. And then uh, Dave will send me a report of who uh, donated, and we'll get you your shirts. It's Awesome. You know I like when you guys give away to charity. These are good causes. Not everybody is as lucky as we are, and I always like helping out the, those that aren't as much as we can. So uh, be nice to your fellow man and give out some cash. Five bucks is not too much. No. Uh, or more. Or more. If you got if you got more, throw it down. You get a shirt out of it. The cost yeah. of a shirt in our store is twenty bucks. I think yours are twenty two. Twenty one, right? twenty two. All right. So twenty one. Uh, I think you, it is twenty one. You could think of it that way. If you were going to buy a shirt anyway, now you can throw down twenty bucks and you'll get a shirt out yeah. of it. So yeah. um, kind of a cool way to do it. All Free right. shipping. When we come back, uh, interesting topic we've got with Mitch. We're going to try a brand new beer for their twelfth anniversary, and we're going to talk about hopping a beer with non traditional ingredients. Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company, Dave Hopwood as well. Sully's hanging out, John Palmer. Lots of fun to, to have here today. So stick with us. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This August, every member of the Brewing Network Army will brew strong. In 2005, the Brewing Network brought you the first live three-hour-long beer radio show all about home brewing. In 2006, the Brewing Network brought you The Jamil Show and changed the face of home brewing competitions forever. This year, the Brewing Network will change homebrewing again. Homebrewing experts Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer team up to bring you the ultimate live homebrewing radio show, Brew Strong. Stay tuned. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001. Cal Ale, baby! 
23, Burton Hill. 008, East Coast Dale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's gonna be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. back to the program. It is the session, and we're talking to Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company. It's uh, Mitch's. It's Mitch Steele number two is what it is, really. Yeah. Because, uh, we had done an interview uh, one other time before, uh, and and that was a great one where you get a lot of insight about what it was like brewing an AB and then making the move over to a company like Stone, where now they let him do what he wants to do. <laughs> I can have fun. You know. Yeah, we talked a lot about that at the... At the uh, at the two one a yeah yeah about the old days Give I could me. just pick his brain the whole well, time. That's, Sean's thing is picking him apart about AB. I think last time after actually we got out of the car, Mitch goes, "Did I mention Stone at all?" <laughs> that's why I didn't really want to ask too much about it. But uh, um, the uh, uh, there were some good stories there. There are repeats though, so people have already heard them. So check in the archive. It's good stuff. I mean, I like the good Anheuser-Busch stories, uh, and, and we got that, like I said, out of the last episode. So uh, you can just look up uh, Mitch Steele in the archive page, and you'll get the whole uh, you know, Anheuser-Busch story from, right from, from the horse's mouth. Absolutely. Right from the horse's <laughs> ass, Mitch. Uh, Clyde Steele's. Uh, <laughs> have you been having a lot of fun since you've been at Stone? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's, it's like the perfect place for me to be. Um, great group of guys, great people, passionate about beer, all kinds of beer. Uh, I'm doing a lot of neat things, brewing. Our crew's doing a lot of neat things. It's just, uh, you know, for me, uh, having been in the business uh, since the late 80s, it's been a great uh, a great place to end up. And uh, hopefully I'm here for a long time because I just absolutely dig it. Cool. I see. I think, I, Stone, if I was going to be a brewer, and I think everyone can agree that I'm not. <laughs> no. I'm thinking a place wow. like I'm kidding. Come I'm on. thinking a place like like Stone. You know? Yeah, like, no. I couldn't uh, brew for Sully because uh, Sully and I are friends. So I'd, I'd fire your ass. Uh, yeah, but but I see. I know how he work, how he does things, and he's a lot like me. We're just ready to fire people all the time. <laughs> so I couldn't work at a place like like for Sully, but I think I could work for Stone because I could dye my face blue and and brew some beer. I'm not going to Dave. Don't uh, I? See I, I almost jumped right on that. <laughs> I, I do that. have the dye. I know. I saw that you brought. Put the your dye. money where your mouth. Is. There's a lot of pe- you know who would look good with a big blue beard is Tasty McDole. Oh, the guy he works out of his house. He never has to go to a real like interview or anything like that. And his beard's already kind of white, so it takes it's white. It'll it, it, take it would that. take it really well. It would take it really well. Oh, Tasty, you'd look great in blue. 
We might have a winner. Think of the 20-year-olds you get. Tasty, I think we can get you laden within 48 hours of you having a blue beard. That's what I, that's oh, yeah. what I think would happen. He Bevo so is uh, back on the program with us. Welcome, Bevo. Hi. Glad to, um, and you're uh. excited to be here, too. That's good. <laughs> I'm very uh, excited to be here. I'm happy to go back to JP. He was having fun. No, I'm good. Okay. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Did JP warn you that there's the occasional douche popping up in the chat room no, lately? No, not at all. Yeah, I found out the culprit behind the guy who was giving you trouble. Uh, he showed up as I was moderating the chat yesterday for our new Bruce Strong show. Augie Bush. Well, just it was a while ago, but guy who, you know, he was PMing and insulting oh, all Macker. sorts of stuff. Did and, made uh, you cry? Uh, no, that was a different guy. Uh, different douche. Uh, yeah. Justin cry? Uh, he made me cry. Uh, anyway, there's a creepy guy. Be on the lookout. <laughs> I, IP band Clearly, I have a bad... I'm not that good at and he's standing right behind you. who's not, because I'm sitting in a room with you. Yeah, oh. That's true. And married to Sam. Let's not... Oh, double whammy. Yeah, let's not leave that out. All right, so the beer I want to talk about with Mitch now, and I think this is, is just a, a great beer that you've brewed uh, for the 12th anniversary because uh, we get to talk about not using hops in a beer, or at least how to substitute. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, we were, like everybody else in the, in the brewing business, we were faced with some pretty severe hop shortages and escalating prices, and so we decided to move away from what we normally do for the anniversary, which is usually some sort of double IPA or something with pretty strong hop character. And uh, we were kind of struggling trying to figure out what we wanted to brew, but uh, we brewed the uh, the uh, Stone 12th Anniversary Bitter Chocolate Oatmeal Stout this year, and we used uh, chocolate uh, as a bittering agent in the beer. Are there no hops in the beer? No, there are hops in the beer. It's a, it's about It measures out at about 35 IBUs, but I think it tastes more bitter than that. It does definitely taste mm-hmm. more bitter than that. Doc, are you tasting that? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of, lot of things going on in there, but it's well-balanced, which Thanks. is really nice. Is it common knowledge that chocolate can work as a bittering agent, or is that something you guys figured out? It's something we... I, I don't know if it's common knowledge or not. I think, you know, Doc and John could probably talk I've, to this I've never a little heard more than I, I don't, But I, I've never heard of a lot of things. Well, there's a, there's a bunch of different herbs that, you know, are used in bittering. Um, you know, coriander is one, you know, one that pops yeah, to mind, coriander. of course. And uh, there's myrtle and, you know, other things used in gruit. But, uh, yeah, you know, bit, you know, everybody knows that, uh, you know, you... Wait, wait for your mom to take a nap and climb up into the cupboard yeah, get and grab the baking it, chocolate. Get the baking chocolate and take a big bite and they go, Ugh! you know. But you, yeah. you keep going back, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Is, what is the chocolate that you used? A specific chocolate, I assume? Yeah, it's actually uh, ground nibs. It's called uh, cacao liquor. And it's basically nice what we were, yeah, what we were, what we were shooting for. If you're a farmer, <laughs> we couldn't use that on the label the because the TTB farmer. didn't like it at all. But uh, um, it's actually in chocolate terms, it's called liquor, and it's it's basically solid bitter tre- bittersweet chocolate or bitter chocolate, no sweetness at all, no sh- added sugar, no dairy, no alkali treatment, which is the Dutch cocoa process that removes a lot of the bitterness. We just got straight ground nibs. And it was kind of an interesting story how this all came about because this is one of those beers. This is actually the first beer that came out of a a beer that we made on our pilot system. Okay. And uh, our brew house supervisor, Jeremy Moynier, brewed an oatmeal stout uh, last year that was just incredible. It was really good. It was about 6% alcohol, and we served it in the bistro, and it went over really well. We served it at the Winter Storm, which is uh, an event that we do every year where we pull out a lot of beer out of the archives and we get a lot of people in. And 
so he brewed that beer. And then uh, another guy that worked at the brewery, his name is Jake Ratsky, uh, and he's our distribution supervisor. He is a home brewer, and he and I live in the same town up in Temecula, and we brewed together one day, and he brewed an imperial stout, and his wife is from Oaxaca, Mexico. And he had a whole big block of Oaxacan chocolate, which, if you know the story behind Oaxacan chocolate, I didn't. I had to go research it and try and figure out what it was. But basically, they take the the fermented cocoa and grind the nibs, and then they'll add in sugar and cinnamon or spices or whatever you want. And you can kind of get it made to order. Huh. And so he brought some up from a trip he had taken to Mexico and brewed this imperial stout where he threw it in. And he was serving it at the uh, Southern California Homebrews Fest in Temecula a couple of years ago, and it was just awesome. And Greg tasted that, Greg Cook, our owner, and Greg loved it. You know, So when we were bouncing around ideas, you know, I was kind of pushing for Jeremy's oatmeal stout because I knew we could make it. And Greg said, well, why don't you do something with the chocolate like Jake did? You know, and yeah. So we combined the two beers, and I spent a lot of time trying to find 3,000 pounds of Oaxacan chocolate, which really? was impossible. Uh, but Where we, do you find three thousand pounds? Uh, you kind of have to go th- behind the behind the scenes, and and Jake was black doing, market. You yeah, mean? not. I don't know if it's black market, but you got to know brown market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And um, we have a we have a really good relationship with a chocolate company in San Diego called Chuao Chocolatiers, and they do a great job. And they do they do really nice chocolates. You know, the kind with spices and herbs and things like that. And we sell their chocolates out of our store. And we've done a bunch of beer and chocolate tastings with them in the bistro. And so Greg got me in touch with uh, with the owner, Michael, at Chuao. And I told him what I was looking for. He said, oh, I can find something that's going to work for you. And he found me this uh, cacao liqueur um, from Ghana, actually. And he found us 3,000 pounds of it, and we brought it in. And so we started brewing with it. Okay. What's 3,000 pounds of chocolate look like? Uh, it came in 50-pound boxes, and it was uh, about one-inch squares um, of, of like, it looked like a chocolate bar in one-inch squares. And they were in a, in a box, 50-pound box with a bag in them. Uh, I meant to bring some up today uh, hmm. so you guys could taste it. And I had it in our cooler on our family trip, and it got and the containers got water in them, and it ruined it, so I didn't bring them in. Oh. But, uh, How I much was, chocolate did you eat in the development of this beer? Uh, <laughs> you know, I could go through a square or two, you know, that's yeah. about it. It tastes really good with coffee. Okay. Um, it's not as, it's not actually as harsh as baking chocolate to me. It's actually, it tastes better to me. Okay. Uh, it's more pure chocolate, mm-hmm. um, but it does have a lingering bitterness on it. Um, but it's it's good. Kind of like JP. Yeah. He's, he's not lingering at all. It's pretty much right there in your just face. Bitterness. <laughs> just plain bitter. Well, front, here's the front of your tongue. Here's my question and I and I think it's a question that home brewers and 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 beer makers of all sorts have. Uh so here you are having it's in this case, it's not just a hop substitute because you're getting the flavor of it too. Right. But it is a a, a bittering substitute. So you know, it's easy for us to figure out IBUs of a beer when we make a recipe, and if we know, you know, the range we want to be in, we can throw that into Pro Mash and, and do all that. But yeah, how do you figure out, you know, how much hops to pull out because you're going to put this in there? We, um, you know, we had to test brew and kind of guess. You know, we knew we knew what Jake did. Jake had his recipe, okay, um, and we guessed. Really, we pulled a number out of thin air, and um, you know, we tested the the bitterness. 
uh, and we tasted the, the first batch as soon as we brewed it. We, this is one where we did a half batch. Okay. And we tasted it, and we analyzed it for bitterness right away so we can kind of see where we were at and determine whether we needed to make any adjustments or not. So you did a 60-barrel batch we did. right out of the gut, just guessing. Yes. And it, you know what? It was really hard because we didn't know how much of that chocolate flavor was going to drop out during the fermentation process. Yeah. We can kind of figure out how much of the bitterness from the hops was going to drop out. So that I guess that's my other question. You are just throwing this right in the boil, just like you would a hop. Yeah. Edition. We did throw it in the boil. Okay. Yeah. All right. And are you, did you throw in these chunks of, of, of chocolate? Yeah. We you just did. dumped the box right in. Okay. Yeah. Along with the hops. So we just put it in right at the same just time. Just threw it right into that multi-million dollar system. <laughs> Let's see how this goes, <laughs> I guys. hope this turns out Come on, well. Dave. Have some confidence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what was it like cleaning that kettle out? It, you know what? It, it, the stuff dissolved, and, you know, it's such a... We have an external calandria on our kettle, so there's always a circulation loop going, okay. and it just it just dissolved and pumped right through. I think the bigger problem was cleaning the fermenters after we were done with the brew, and what happened is a lot of the chocolate carried over into the fermenters and then settled down into the cones, and it made okay. the filtering of this beer just a total nightmare. Really? And there was a lot of just gunk that came out of the bottom, mixed, you know, chocolate and yeast and hops and everything else just... Uh, Oh. You yeah. tasted it, didn't you? Uh, no, I made somebody else taste it <laughs> <You> first. <did. laughs> no, you try it. Yeah, you guys aren't brewing this again, are you? When uh, you say that, and the filtering you trouble, know, we still have a lot of chocolate left over. Ah, okay. uh, we still have about a thousand pounds, and I'm trying to get the bistro to do something with it. But uh, we may have to brew it again. Is the translation of that like get this out of my walk-in? Hey yeah. guys, don't you want to have a chocolate month or something? You right, know, that's uh, cheesecake. <laughs> Sully, how do you like this beer? I like it a lot. I mean, it's it's uh, you can definitely get the chocolate. You get that roasty uh, chocolate uh, malt uh, bitterness as well, which I think probably uh, goes along with adding the chocolate. And uh, it's great. I think it, you know uh, be in the bottle for a little bit longer. Maybe it's going to really get complex. I think. Yeah, I think it's going to age real well. Yeah, it's got a good beat. You can dance to it. <laughs> I think I can. I can taste the base beer. And I think you were right, Mitch, to choose that oatmeal stout. What a great recipe. Yeah, it's good. Jeremy did a nice job with it. It really was a big hit in the bistro, so that's why I was kind of pushing for it. You yeah. Know? And we knew we'd have to bump it up. Like I said, his was uh, about 6% alcohol, and okay. our anniversary beers are always higher than that. So You guys have balls. We were ready. Balls. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I could see a Sean Paxton, uh, Sean Paxton uh, cooking with this. Absolutely. Definitely reducing it down, adding some honey or some malt uh, to, to maybe sweeten it up a little stuff, bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stuff that goes on at his house. <laughs> which will remain nameless, yes. um, and uh, doing something with it. Yeah, definitely. He could probably make some great dessert or something with this. It'd be fantastic. Now, so the other part, just getting back to you, so you did this this guesswork on a, on a 60-barrel uh, batch. How close were you on your, on your first batch? Um, we bumped up the hopping just a little bit. But not the chocolate. Not the chocolate. We, so we what happened we was good. just too sweet. Uh, no, we just wanted to be a little higher. I think. I think the first batch. I can't remember where it came out, but I think we were thinking it was going to be about thirty BUs. And with this big of a beer, we didn't think that was going to be enough, even with the bitter chocolate. So we had to. We bumped it up a little bit. Okay. I really like this beer. It's a good job. It, it doesn't have a very aggressive name, though. You know. I think you guys could have done better, like, like fuck you, oatmeal stars. <laughs> you know, like, uh, F the hop shortage, chocolate, bitter stout. Up your ass, chocolate. Hop, hop crisis, double IPA. Backdoor stout. <laughs> yeah. I hope Bernie Mac dies stout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Right there. He just went there. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> Too uh, soon. He's not even cold yet. No. <laughs> Too soon, JP. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not right. That's just mean. I like it, though. It's not even cold yet. Have you seen his show? Oh. 
Oh, oh snap. Oh, my oh. God. Too soon. Too soon. I love him, though. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite comedians. Actually, I do like him. He was one of your favorite comedians. Well, I'm sorry I'm not sharing the rest of this bottle, guys, but I'm really enjoying this beer. It's really nice. What percent did you say this one was now? Uh, you bumped it up. Oh, his was yeah. six, and that wasn't good enough for and you And what is it? It says on the label. I can't oh, remember. Uh, let's see. Uh, ale brewed with bitter chocolate. Gotcha. What's going to be on the front? I don't know, man. Dead radio. On the right. 9.2. <clears throat> 9.2. That's 2. what it is, 9.2. Wow, that's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah. You do not taste the alcohol in it at all, though. Yeah. But it is, uh, so you say, did you say 35 IBUs? Was that what you said at the beginning of the spear, or am I pulling that out of the air? Uh, no, I think it came, yeah, I think it came in about 35, 40 IBUs. But it really does taste a lot more bitter than that, I think. Yeah. What do you well, think? Well, the, the roast helps it quite yeah, a bit, too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It is a pretty roasty beer. Okay. Uh, very malty. So yeah. it, can, it can handle the hops. Yeah, there are a lot of dark malts in this beer. Sure. So that begs the question, how do you measure the chocolate with the bitterness units? Uh, organoleptically, I think. I don't think you well, don't you know there's any way. You have no idea. Come on, say? Dave. That's a technical tasting term. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know it, I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> yeah, come on. Or, organoleptically. But is that so. so... All right, you got that big fancy computer room down there at Stone. Yes. This is not something you can enter in to, to even estimate what your bittering units are now. Not really. No. Not really. I mean, we can measure, um, you know, isoalpha acids, you know, IBUs, and, and that's strictly from hops, though. Okay. Yeah, they just lower the hops to a lower level, acceptable level in a stout, and then they throw an ass load of chocolate in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what happens. I like that. That is your scientific uh, description of how you made this beer, pretty much. <laughs> pretty I, much. I think it says that on the label. This is, this is where the art came <laughs> in. Information. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art Mary science Yeah, here. exactly. Well, another example that you talked about was uh, one of your vertical epic beers that you did where it, in order to bitter that you added the grapefruit peel and you mentioned a couple of other things right there was right, also was hops a, in it there were hops in it but yeah the grapefruit peel added a perception of bitterness as well the lemon peel the orange peel so here then is another recipe do you do you look at your what your regular recipe would be without those spices that add bitterness and then say okay we better pull back X amount of IBUs, so because these spices we add are going to increase. You see what I, I'm saying? Yeah, um, I don't know for that analytical about it. Um, you know, we just uh, with that one we were we tried a couple of pilot brews to try and dial in the spice, and then and then we just evaluated whether the beer tasted bitter, appropriate level of bitterness or not. Okay, um, and then just dialed it in from that. See what you're saying to me is that every schmuck who's listening to my program and myself included can brew these beers just by going ah, eh, I don't know, throw some stuff in there. That, that, that's pretty much your brewing technique. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what we all do? I, anyway? I don't think that they're including you when they say everybody can do this. Just everybody else. Because there's, no, what we all there's do? no science to this. You're t- I'm trying to get some hard numbers out of you. From what? Professional. From my experience, every brewer in the world will tell you that. Really? No, I just threw it in or it came out like this. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of pilot. For that, the 07 Epic, we did a lot of pilot brewing. And so we were like, well, you know what? And we can measure the bitterness now, but we weren't able to do that two years ago or a year and a half ago. And, you know, most brewers can't. You know, most craft brewers in the United States don't have the, the equipment to measure bitterness. So you, you have to go with your senses. Yeah. And, and that's why you need to be a good taster if you're brewing beer. And I think it's really, you can't overstate how important that is. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a, a tasting panel or is that you? We do. We have a, a complete tasting panel. Everybody who's in the brewing department uh, is a member. 
Um, I taste just about every day. Our lead brewer tastes just about every day. Okay. Um, but we have a very structured tasting panel. We taste our brewing waters. We taste uh, fermenters in process. We taste uh, beer the day before it's supposed to be filtered. Oh. Uh, we taste every bright tank that we have every day. We taste every bottled beer that we do every day. Wow. So we we really rely a lot on taste, and it helps us out quite a bit. Is a lot, that, a lot of drinking going on there? there sounds like to me. Well, it just gets set up for that long drive home, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> taste in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> is that a program that you've put into effect since you've been at Stone? Because to me, that smells of what I've heard at Anheuser Busch. They really want to taste everything all the time, so they know what's happening. Yeah, some elements of it I, I brought with me. Uh, they had a tasting panel going when I got there. Okay. Um, uh, but we put in uh, some things like you know tasting everything every day yeah. kind of deal that that came from me and what I brought to the party. So. That's Justin taste yeah. everything every day. Every day, yeah, so, tasting a lot too. Now that's yeah. the part that that uh, uh, piqued my interest too. You said you taste your water. Uh, we so do. is that before every brew, you'll take a sample of the water and get your your panel together, or no? We just do. Uh, we'll pull a sample off our hot liquor tank, our cold liquor tank. Um, we treat our water with uh, we run our we use city water at the brewery. Uh, okay. We run it through a carbon filter uh, to remove the chlorine. Um, we run it through a reverse osmosis process, and we blend back the carbon filtered and the RO water, reverse osmosis water, to get about 100 parts per million hardness in the water. So we taste the water off the carbon filter, off the the RO. RO unit. We taste the brewing water in the main holding tank, and then the hot and cold liquor. We also taste the water that we use to rinse the bottles. Oh, uh, and we taste the uh, mm, the water that's day. yeah <laughs> yeah that's Do not the fun some. tasting yeah. Well, anybody who tastes water gets rewarded, and then we taste something else. Yeah, you know, that's good. Do you use different waters for different styles? No, we don't. Um, you know, we've talked about doing that, uh, but um, we really have not gotten that far yet. You know, as far as adjusting hardness levels and calcium levels and things like that. And so yeah, and alkalinity. We don't do that. How often are you testing the city water? Um, we are just starting to get into that right now. Uh, we didn't have the capability of doing that. We got this brand new piece of equipment called the spectrophotometer that we can use Ooh. to run the IBUs and, and we can run hardness and we can run some of the other water analysis, alkalinities and things like that. So we're just getting into it. Yeah, because that changes a lot. Exactly. And one of the things that I was concerned about is, you know, it's, the water comes in at 300 parts per million, and we're blending down to 100, but how do we know it's coming in at 300? Right, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, exactly. So we just started testing for hardness, and it's uh, it's actually been pretty consistent so far, but it's only been a couple of months. Yeah, it's yeah the yearly change. Exactly. So for the layman, uh, we get a lot of water questions. What is your tasting panel looking for when you guys are tasting the water? Anything we want to use for brewing has got to be clean, neutral, and clear. That's okay. that's really it. You, you shouldn't be able to taste anything in it. And and if you taste the water that's coming in, it's got a lot of chlorine in it. It's got kind of a musty character to it. And if we start seeing any bleed-through of that character through the carbon filter, we know it's time we need to change out the carbon in the oh, filter yeah. or regenerate it. So that's why we're tasting that. Okay. So See, I, that's the first time I've heard a professional brewer come in here and say that they're tasting their water, too. We certainly talk to brewers that are probably doing it, and they treat their water. But that's definitely something that we can do at home too just just taste the stuff first you know and when we had the big brew yesterday uh, mike emailed me and he wondered what the water situation was going to be and Uh, um uh my well only runs part of the year so i I just filled it up with city water we've got really good city water it's snow melt basically and then i double carbon filter it and i was actually tasting it that morning just to make sure it was decent enough for me to uh let other people brew with 
So and if it's minerally, obviously chlorine is something everybody can pick up. But if it, if it tastes even like you know, kind of like a, like dirt. I mean, I, yeah. I know that's obvious, but that's like that mineral kind of. It can right. taste sour. It can taste sharp. Yep. Okay. And if any of that's happening, then you're going to mix more of the RO in. Is that what you do to no to fix um, that? No, we heat it. You know, we heat our brewing water, so a lot of that flavor flashes off. It just tells us that something's not right. You okay. Know? And. Um, you know, the carbon filter is a big part of it. A lot of it flashes off in the boiling process and, and that kind of thing. But, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it's an indication that the processes aren't working the way they're supposed to. And right. it's time to get something fixed. Not everybody's as lucky as Sully with that Hetch Hetchy water you guys got. You got the good stuff, right? You don't have to touch it. No, we don't touch it. At all. Nobody in San Francisco does, right? We do boil it, but uh, chloramines are now being used in the process, and uh, you can't boil those off. Right. Um, uh. So... But uh, from what I understand from Dan Gordon's uh, testing, mm-hmm. a lot of that doesn't really go through into the brew. So. Oh, okay. I think every SF brewer I've talked to... That yeah, they use it right on the tap. Yeah. So go for it, right? Yeah. Run it through your Good hose. water. Yeah. Lucky guys. <laughs> Lucky guys. All right. Let's take another quick break, uh, mostly so that we can have another couple beers you know, to ourselves. <laughs> no, you guys brought some, some good things for us to drink, and we're going to take another uh, break and come back and kind of wrap things up. we got John Palmer in the studio. Uh, new show, Brew Strong, that he's doing with us. Sully, did you get to hear that at all this weekend? Uh, no, I was out of my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you you, did, that, you s- did that yesterday, right? We did it yesterday. You were celebrating yesterday. <laughs> well, huh? what happened is I bagged out of the CBS show, and I had to, because I just had too much going on, I had to deliver cakes both to the Tornado's 20th uh, first anniversary and also to the uh, bistro. Yeah. I'm telling you about my day. Um, and, uh, and pretty cool right there. And then I had to end up go down and pick up the silver medal and that was it, you know. <laughs> I, and we had to, you know, I had to scooter it home. I had to take it, yeah, I had to put it on the, you know, and you know, go home. And it was take, heavy. You know. Rough life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough life. Yeah. Take the pictures. It's a rock star, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I did. Yeah, I did not make it to the 21st anniversary though at the uh, at the Tornado. You know what we were all going to, and I don't think any of us. Did you go? Yeah. You were going to go there. You guys, that was the plan. I, I I never made it past my couch. The boys from North Coast yeah, made it. You guys it. were there. Morgan and Chris were down there. It's beautiful. They represented for us. <laughs> you guys slept on the sidewalk last night, didn't you? <laughs> they look like it, don't they? They really do. Uh, always... well, that's not very nice. They well, they're very nice. They're from Fort Bragg. They, they look like they've been road hard <laughs> and way wet. You know what that means, Sully? That means they got to get their entertainment on while they're here, <laughs> because they get back to Fort Bragg and it's like, so what are you doing tonight? I don't know. What are you doing? Tonight? Let's go out and hit a deer. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll so, this is a good opportunity for you. You should open a sassies in a oh. wherever it is. Nah. Oh, just just think of the talent you pull in for that. Oh, great talent, <laughs> Fort Bragg. I'm sure of it. Uh, no, California <laughs> California law will not allow a sassies. It's too bad. Really? Unless it was only topless. That's right, because yeah. if, if it's full nudity, no liquor, because you might go nuts. Oh, yeah, right. but, you, yeah, but you can you spend crazy. 12 bucks on a juice. <laughs> that's right. That. It's a really good juice, though. <laughs> Excellent juice. Seven it just got dirty. You guys need to stop. Oh. Well, the reason I was asking if you heard Bruce Strong, Sully, is because I have a prediction about this new show of ours. What's that? Oh, I heard that one. Prediction. It is going to it's going to break the homebrew pro brew barrier right through the roof. Really? Well, I think that our shows have already done that a little bit. The session has done that in the sense that a lot of pro brewers want to tune in and hear what guys are doing so they'll tune in to see what mitch is up to and they'll tune in to see what you're up to a lot of these uh, so i've heard that we i discovered that at the gabf last year that a lot of professionals turn us on in the brew house 
Not necessarily because they're going to learn brewing techniques, although sometimes they do. We'll get guys coming in here talking about... In case there's any beer information out there. Yeah, but they will say that they do it just to kind of keep an an ear to the ground of what's happening in the industry. Well, my prediction for Bruce Strong is that you guys will be tuning in to learn some shit, too. Yeah. I mean, that's how good... And I'm being serious. John Palmer has done his research. He's a smart man. Jamil Zanishev, everybody knows it. He should be a professional brewer himself. Everyone who's had his beer says it. I think that this is going to be the show that, that breaks the barrier. Everyone's going to tune in to get tips and techniques from these two. So Yeah, that's a lot to live up to, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure, Palmer. Yeah, Palmer just shit himself. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's only my too. retirement on the line. No pressure. Uh, I really think so. The information so far was already great. They're getting in professionals to uh, help them as well. So, for example, they did a, a topic on attenuation, and Chris White jumped in there to help out and talk about how that goes Who's down. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> Chris White from White Labs, whitelabs.com. Uh, so we're going to be talking to guys like you. Whenever the uh, whenever the topic fits, we'll bring in a fitting professional to uh, to, to help them out. So the Should topic- I switch fits? <laughs> Should I switch my uh, sponsorship well, over on that side there? Is that what you're saying? Well, as a bonus... Is this, becoming, is this kind of getting uh, old over here? No, it's, the, it's, it's a whole right separate sponsorship. <laughs> Package? <laughs> no, I don't want to say that, Sully. Uh, I will say balls. this. If you have been a sponsor uh, with the with the BN, you've been grandfathered into the new show. Hey! So when you download the new Bruce Strong shows, you're going to get to hear Sully... My old commercial. Hi. Six years ago. Hi. This is our eighth year anniversary. Today. That's right. But if you want a new commercial, cans. <laughs> so I have to run the old one forever. If I re up, I have to pay the new yeah, price. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. it. Only your old production is grandfathered in. Well, guess so. what? You're going to be like 55 years old, and it's going to be me, and my little squeaky young voice, talking about the Six sixth year we were opening. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're almost dead. It's been 30 years. 30 years ago. <laughs> Hey, we talked about cans. Yeah. Remember cans? That crap didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. We're in plastic baggies like I'm wearing now. <laughs> now served in colostomy bags. Yeah. yeah, buy it here. Yeah, that's the deal. So if you want to, yeah, if you want to update that ever in the history of the show, you got to fork over the dollar. So right, I'll do what I have to do. <laughs> Showing up once a week isn't good enough. No, we need your money. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody, stick with us. We're going to come back, and I don't know what we're going to do. Wrap things up. Have another beer. Uh, Drink. Mitch uh, from Stone. You can go to stonebrew.com and check it out. Don't forget to donate because the first 15 of you that donate to the uh, Stone Donation Drive uh, using 1009 as your number, uh, we're going to send you some t-shirts and that's uh, all for good charity. So stick with us. We're drinking beer on the session. We'll clothe you. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. <laughs> oh crap! It's the hop shortage. No, not the organic, rearranged oyster Russian imperial coffee stout. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage! Damn it to hell! Oi! Away off your wee hop shortage! Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling, and you can't brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass. 
Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Stiff rocker, Sully. I'm trying to get your rock on. I can see it. I'm, sh- I'm just uh, Doc. Just gave me a T-shirt that says "More Cowbell" on it. I was just getting into it. You got to get into it then. Yeah. That shirt's been waiting for you here, man. Well, I haven't been around. I know. Glad you're here. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad I have it. You've been gallivanting from here to uh, where is it? Minnesota. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. All Minnesota. over the place. Sully was with us up at the OBF. That was fun. That's a blast. Did some watermelon wheat bowling. Yeah, that was outrageous. That yeah. was the first time we ever did that. Nico kicked ass. Yeah. You know? it, it turned into a whole uh, Beat Nico segment, which yeah. actually was kind of cool. You know, there's a thread on our forum today congratulating you for your silver medal. Yeah. And I shed a little tear for Nico, because no one congratulates Nico when you guys win a silver medal. <laughs> you know, it's funny, uh, when they, they're doing uh, KFOG uh, on Friday, yeah. uh, Renee Richardson, who's part of the show, morning show, she... Uh, she said, who, Nico, no, who, he was standing next to him and had him on mic and asked him a bunch of questions. Said, How come we never talk to you? And he goes like, well, Sully is the more gregarious partner. Yeah. And uh, I always say, well, Nico got the looks, I got the voice. Yeah. Plus, you so. don't let him speak. No, of course not. <laughs> you know who else they never think of is Jesse. Jesse. Now, I do think of Jesse because Jesse made Bitter American. Yes. Which is one of my favorite two one A beers. Yeah. So and that was his recipe too, right? It Absolutely. It was his it was his recipe and his name, although we do on the rights. Um <laughs> And uh, he, uh, yeah, yeah, he came up with it, and it's basically uh, an IPA session beer. Yeah. So it's very about three point nine percent alcohol, a lot of hop aroma. You had that, Dave? Bitterness. What's it? What's it called? It's called Bitter American, and it's kind of there. Did you call that Friday IPA when it first came out? Uh, no, no. One of no. his one of his good names. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Friday IPA was like a lighter IPA. It was really good. Yeah, it was lighter. That was made with like all Cascade hops, I think. So it was a little bit lighter version than our regular IPA. Okay. The Bitter so. American is to me. It's a. It's it started out at some point in its life as a actual English bitter, but then the American part got thrown into it. So it's a little beefed up. It actually is bitter. It's got some hops to it. Yeah. Um. It's just a good beer. It also has a little. I want to me the only way I can describe it is a little spicy flavor to it, but it's not spice like herb. I don't mean that. Something no. in the grain bill gives it that kind of. I don't know, it's all it's all um, golden promise pale malt English pale malt, which is actually what's giving a lot of the malt build component to it, flavor to it, uh, rather than using our regular two row. Gotcha. Um, but the probably it's just the hops that are imparting that uh, Could be. that that spiciness that you're you're finding. It's good. All right, enough about the two one A already. All right. Jesus, Sully. Save it for the, save it for the Bruce Strong up? show. Yeah. More cowbell. It's never Sully. It's always me. 
I was actually at the two one A on Friday, and I was you were really impressed. Yeah. Did you say hi to Sully? I didn't see him there. I didn't really look that hard. He's either. never there. I was there actually on Friday. Oh, you were? Yeah. I was there Friday right before well, the game. I was there at four thirty in the morning until about ten. <laughs> yeah, that you were at it. No, I didn't see you. You no. went there before the. Uh, that's not the first time you've been. No, 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 no. But it was the first time I went when I actually enjoyed beer. Oh. The only other time I've ever been there was before I drank. I see. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. What did uh, you have? You have great calamari. Good. I think that's I why calamari. my stomach hurts right now, and I'm drinking milk. <laughs> did you see the hot chicks he's got working for him too? I did not. You sure? I saw um, Sam a did. skinny dude. <laughs> yeah, Sam saw him. <laughs> was the service okay? The service was good. good. Um, I had the English beer. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what it's called. The uh, bitter? The mild? Yes. Swikes? It was mild? very yeah. good. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I didn't have to fire anybody. No, very good. Service was good. Everything. Sully's so really, always fishing for a firing. <laughs> he seems so nice here, but when he gets to work, he's like, nah, I hate everything. You yeah, offered. I was really happy with it. Sam got kind of drunk. Nice. You know. That's weird. That's, yeah, that's different. What, New and exciting. Wow. <laughs> what do you think about the overall ambiance? I mean, I'm really trying to go for like a postmodern, like, do you have any notes? Was the temperature okay? Was the lighting correct? Yeah. How was the music? Yeah. The bathroom was clean. Did they offer you a, another beer when you got down to a quarter of your beer? No. What? Sully. Uh, oh, oh. Someone's going. You just got someone fired. Be who was your, who was your? Just tell me who your server was. What they look like? Don't. They, look, they all look the same. Uh, they're all hot. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> they are actually. You, Sully. I'm just going to say, and and you know, whatever your policy. I'm sure there's no actual policy, but I will say this: you should run training programs uh, for how to hire for brew pubs because not every brew pub follows your yeah, we, your, your program. We definitely. Uh, uh, we have very uh, easy on the eyes uh, people working for us. You've got a nice pool there in San Francisco to work with, so hey, okay. it's a little easier, I'm sure. I mean, San Diego, no slouch of no, uh, no, workers no, no, down no. there. Are you kidding either. me? Oh no! So <laughs> Mitch is like really quiet in the background. Oh no! Oh, yeah, they uh, might be hot, but they've yeah. been to San Diego. <laughs> Sean has no desire to ever see a resume. Just show up, bring a picture. <laughs> That's not true. I don't do any of the hiring there for the hiring. <laughs> right? I have well, he disclaimer. Just has standards like I have just... insurance policies that protect me from anything like this. Forms of been signed. People are paid off. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You do nothing in the hiring, but you do some firing, don't you? <laughs> that's, that's Clear right. that spot. I've fired oh, and fine. done a little bit of the bad stuff. It's much easier to weed it out than it is to get it there in the first place. All right, I want to talk about a couple of things uh, on the Stone website. So some cool things happening, and then I've got some listener questions in front of me for you, Mitch. So I hope you're ready for that. Yep, sure. First of all, you guys have changed your website. And it looks really good, but you got that, like, put in your date thing on the front page. I don't like that. Oh, uh, you know, that's probably a legal thing. I, legal. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't build our website, but. Like, uh, anybody can't just put a date in there. Come that's on. the thing. It's such what a the hell? stupid law. That's a, the, the, the government believes that you're incapable of lying about your age on the internet. Oh. So, uh, I, I don't. That's I don't a waste think, of bandwidth. I don't think anybody lies about anything on the internet. I think you're. Le- no, I think you're legally obliged to do about? it. I think you have to do it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, no one in the government's ever been on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do they lie there? MySpace.com/slash/gov. I've got their own page. Yeah, I just friends uh, of the government. But I'll tell you what: if that's my only complaint, then no big deal. Because the rest of the site looks really nice. And one of the cool, cool. things that you got going on here is uh, of these vertical epics, you got a, a, a homebrew deal happening, and you actually give away the entire recipe of. Is it just the latest vertical epic? No, all of them are. All of them are, all of them are posted. They're all there. Yes. 
So you can go to stonebrew.com, and you got to search around Stone just a Brew. little bit. Under their beers, you'll find Vertical Epic, and you can click on that. And once you click on that, there's a homebrew tab. And and then all the recipes are right there for us to take and yeah. brew at home. Yes, are they, they are. Are they the five-gallon versions or like 120-barrel versions? Uh, they are uh, the 120-barrel version, and you have to do the math. No, I... Uh, <laughs> um, 5,300 pounds of Porturo. No, they're, they're not any version. They... Um, we give you the uh, the target gravity. We tell you how many pounds per barrel of hops to use or how many pounds per gallon of hops to use. Um, so you can kind of scale it to any size you want to. Let me and see. hopefully it's fairly easy. Let me have a look here. Well, let's see, let's see Justin do it. Oh, I'm not going to do pounds that. per gallon. Yeah, the most homebrewers deal with pounds of hops. Right? Crazy, Doc. Oh, this is tasty. I, you know, I looked at the website uh, a couple days ago in anticipation of this, and the, the, just like more information than I've ever seen a craft brewer give about a beer that, to a homebrewer. It's just amazing. It's all uh, the info you need here, Mitch. I yeah, know what it's you're got talking everything. About pale malt, eighty-seven percent flaked oats. Uh, this is uh, the 2008, by the way. Uh, flaked oats, six and a half percent. You even talk about using light candy syrup, yeah, five point five percent. You you say exactly where you put it in that's added to the boiling wort and then blonde candy sugar which is a powder one percent also added to the wort any rock candy in there no rock candy it's uh, <laughs> uh our brewers would have all mutinied if i had uh, put that in the recipe definitely it's uh, <laughs> something they tried once and didn't like at all you're also giving the hop ratio you may not have put it down exactly but you go simcoe hop pellets um Two point seven grams per gallon. You also put it in ounces per gallon. Amarillo hops, two point seven grams per gallon. Um, yeah, we try to we try to make it so that anybody brewing at any size can take this recipe and brew the beer. See, that's really cool because other places certainly come on the show and they'll give out recipes, and a lot of brewers are really free with all that kind of stuff. But putting it right there in your site so people who love your beer can do it. That's yeah. pretty badass. Well, it's fun for us because then when people do it, we get to taste it. And yeah. it's really, it's kind of cool to see how how close people get to actually replicating the beer. Now, we talked a little before the show, and you guys weren't exactly sure when it's going to happen, but there is a bit of a homebrew contest going on with the Epic, right? There is. We were hoping to ha- announce it right now. I guess maybe, maybe we are. Exclusive. <laughs> All right. Another exclusive. You're committed now, Dave, from the end. Stone Brewing exclusive. <laughs> Thank you, Sully. Announcer Sully. We were hoping you know, get some homebrew clubs involved with this and get them excited about it. I was over at uh, Beer, Beer, More Beer yesterday, and I know they do have all the ingredients you need. The hops, as usual, are going to be tough to source, especially probably the Amarillo. We might have to sub hops. Sub or uh, and the Autonom. I don't think they have that one either, but they do have the okay. Simcoe. All right. But, you know, we, we thought maybe we could do something like this, put it together, and I guess at this point we're trying to ask people to speed recklessly down a dead-end street and, yeah. and just hope that we're going to have an outlet for them at the end. But, yeah, I figured it would be fun to put together some you know brewers and try to get some, some beers together and send them down to Stone at some point or maybe through you guys. Yeah. We would judge them and okay. award, award them. We might be able to help out with something like that. So, in other words, <clears throat> uh, we would brew the recipe and then kind of it's whoever gets the closest. Would that be the award? Maybe there could be a couple of awards, like See, uh, most unique, best, uh, closest, things like that. That's what I was thinking. Tastiest. I don't think it's all about trying Tastiest. to hit dead on it. Yeah, it's it's making the best beer yeah. and then also kind of nailing the, the beer also. Uh, yeah, you know, so. all right. 
I think this could be a lot of fun, actually. You guys ought to work. Now, you've got the 12th anniversary party coming up this uh, next weekend. It's exactly. Saturday, yes. Yeah, it's this Saturday, and that's why the timing on this is a little rough, because this has to go through our marketing guy, Chris, who's been too busy to, to work on this with me. But this could wait a little bit. I mean, maybe sure. just push the deadline, right? Well, that's the beautiful thing about brewing beer. It takes a little time to brew it. Exactly. Especially a 9 or 10 or 12% beer. Yeah. Yep. Well, maybe what you guys ought to do, because I really like that the recipes here, and, and the Vertical Epic series, we've all agreed here, was just a really nice, uh, every one of them was good, and all the recipes are there, all the way from 2002. All of them. yes. So, uh, I think it'd be, just to brew yourself a great beer, and certainly one that you can sit on and age for a while, pick any one of them and go for it. Uh, but it might be fun to get back with you, Dave, and talk about doing a little something. I think it'd be a great homebrew competition you guys could do. Absolutely. I'd say at this point, if you want to go ahead and start brewing it, just... Brew it up. Start brewing it. Put, a and bo- then... put it in a bottle and send it here. Okay. The brewing Network. <laughs> no, or you can just send it to me at Stone. And I'll there, send, it send it to Mitch. Maybe that's better. Maybe that's better. Personally deliver it to Justin's house. Oh, forget <laughs> it. You be drunk every night. Don't send it here. No, Scratch don't, don't, that last commentary no, that. from Dave from the record. Well, Justin goes, I think that one was good. I, that was like the fourth one I had that night. It, yeah. was, it was okay. Or you I'll can send it here. It's just, it's just the black hole. It's just going to be gone. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. I'll take like, you know, two notes per. <laughs> good. Huh? Yum. Huh. Sleep. Opened, fizz. Yeah. Yum. Beer gone. Carbon, All right, well, carbonation, yes. Maybe pay attention to stonebrew.com, and if uh, Dave and I could work a little bit on this, I'll, you know, we'll keep you up to date if, if there will be an official uh, competition type thing. But for now, you can go and get all the epic recipes, which is really cool. I like that you do that. Yeah. People were asking, because we were raving about this uh, 12th anniversary recipe here, or this beer. People asking about a recipe for that, Mitch. Will we see that on the website? Uh, you Probably not, uh, but... Cheers. We're not adverse to sharing some information. Uh, if somebody wants to write in to us and just write to the general email address, it'll make its way to me. Okay. We've uh, we've done that with the anniversary beers in the past. Um, we actually, uh, John Egan, our lead brewer, wrote up an article for Verzymergy uh, where he shared the recipes kind of like uh, in this format that we use for the Epic Um and wrote up an article for Zymergy on several of our anniversary beers. But, uh, you know, in general, if, if somebody writes in and wants some some information on the beers that we make and how to make them, uh, we will share as much as we can. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing 90,000 barrels a year. You're going to lose a couple of barrels on that? Uh, no. I doubt you know, it. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... I think it's cool. I, you know, yeah. as, a, as a home brewer myself, I think it's cool to be able to do that, and prob- I, I like to help people out. It probably that. sell you more beer because some. Like, if I'm going to brew your beer, I'm going to get some of your beer to taste it against too. There you go. So well, when I, I was working in a restaurant as a chef, I always gave out all my recipes. It's not going to, you know, people are still going to come to the restaurant to eat. Yeah, of course, and they're not going to be able to do it the same in the whole bit. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, I, I never saw any harm in doing that at all. And things are always better when somebody else makes them. That's, That's true. true. That's very true. <laughs> it cleans up afterwards. Yeah. Exactly. Beva with the words of wisdom. Yeah. Now, I don't... I, I, you got to refresh my memory, Mitch. Uh, if I remember right, you weren't much of a home brewer before. You jumped right into pro brewing, is, do, or do I have that wrong? I forget about our first interview. Um, I studied brewing science at Cal Davis. Okay. And I started home brewing when I was at Davis, after I had taken some of the classes. And I... Started home brewing a lot when I first started craft brewing at San Andreas, and then right. uh, when I went to AB, I started home brewing a lot more. You did, okay. And I joined a club out in New Hampshire, uh, 
and they're a good group of guys. Yeah, Brew Free or Die. Beer, so. yeah, was, oh, what was the name uh, of it again? It was Brew Free or Die. <laughs> oh, wow, that's an interesting name. One, one more time. Clever. <laughs> Brew Free or Die. Yeah, I, I, I've heard of them, <laughs> I think. So, <laughs> great group. And, uh, they so are I, a really good group. I really uh, started kicking the home brewing into high gear when I was out in New Hampshire and I was I was brewing probably in my height I was probably brewing a uh, you know 10 beers a year kind of kind of deal okay all right uh, I do have some questions from the chat for you okay so I thought we could go through those uh, one of them sort of covered earlier but we can maybe answer it again real quick somebody wants to know exactly how many of the o2 verticals are left at the brewery <laughs> Eleven bottles. Eleven bottles. Eleven. That's the uh, number I'm bottles. hearing. So, see, and the, the I thing trust is, Dave because Dave's the kind of guy who's watching this shit. Yeah, well, I, this is my job to know all this. <laughs> but the thing is, is that we do it. We taste all of them every six months. Oh, you do. So the eleven bottles is just enough to get us through. Oh, so, so the, you we are, will continue to taste them, and then the last every, bottle every will six be, months they get a tasting panel together. And now I say every six months, we're probably behind now. That if if anyone's to look at our website. But the idea is every six months we get a tasting panel together, they taste all of them, and they post the notes on the Internet. Ah. Because if it's, if one of them starts to go south, we don't want people to sit on it until it goes completely bad. Okay. So, so you would tell people if absolutely, one went bad. Absolutely, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Drink it now. Yeah. We've <laughs> done that with the anniversary. Uh, go ahead and drink well. that. Yeah. Drink no them now. Drink them fresh. Drink them, you know. Yeah. Sorry, guy who got ripped off on eBay. Go yeah. ahead and drink that. Yeah. Two right. things. One, uh, that's a hell of an excuse for a nice drinking session. Yeah. Oh, every six months, you know, because every year it would just be weird. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. How do we get? How do we get an invite, Jay? Yeah. To the to the. To yeah. How do we get on this panel? Yeah. Because we're industry uh, specialists. I don't know if you knew that. Truthfully. Dave. I think I think people have just been visiting the brewery, and someone will say, "Hey, let's do a tasting panel since you're here." We got some two thousand in we the might, back. We might start yeah. raising. That, that didn't uh, happen when you were there. No. <laughs> He's all shocked. Like you know, it happens every. It's happening right now. Did what? it happen while I was there? Mitch walked right by me like I was a ghost when I was there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't, don't I remember that. Invited to the panel. Well, you are a little tanner now. <laughs> Justin can't even find the tasting room when there's a tasting room. <laughs> exactly. It was across he the street. Would, he wouldn't need to be guided over there. Yeah. I was at the bottom of a kettle somewhere. <laughs> hey, where'd everybody go? Hello? Mitch, could, you, br- could you leave that door open, please? This is very small. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a party. <laughs> yeah. I only want to... I actually, I'd be okay just getting invited to the one, if I'm alive then, the, the, the 2012 one, you know, when it's done. Yeah, because oh, yeah. you're going to be like, what, 33? My outside is only 33, Doc. My insides are aging quickly. Uh, so uh, He's as old as Sully. How do I get on that? That's got to be a yeah. special... What's your liver age? Yeah, That's got to be a, t- a small, a short list of people know. that are going to bed. Maybe we'll uh, sell seats for charity. Oh, there's a good idea. I would imagine, short. yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing you guys do, in the so. charity. <laughs> Always giving things away. Yeah. All right, what else do I have from the chat room here? Um... Oh, here's, everyone wants to work for Stone, Mitch. Uh, what does a brewery like Stone look for when they're hiring new people? Uh, but he means specifically, as a brewer, um, education, brewing experience. I mean, what would you look for in a brewer? What's more important? Well, I caught I, I when, when they, they well, we, got this new, we, we have this new, uh, oh, we got this pilot system, and we teach all our brewers to brew on that. <laughs> yeah. Where are you getting these guys wrong? Uh, <laughs> no, we, you know, we look for a lot of different things, but, you know, what I've always looked for is passion. You know, somebody who's into beer. If you're not into beer, don't even bother. You know, I mean, you got to know what's going on. Um, 
certainly we you know we look for some level of education but that's not a deal breaker um you know brewing experience is not a deal brew. breaker it's usually somebody who, who <laughs> who's got the passion and demonstrates uh, the willingness and the ability to to come in and and learn from us um by you know, passion, do you mean if we show up with one of those hats with a beer on each side and the and the straws going into our mouth? Well, you go, yeah, this guy likes. Oh, beer. this guy's it, man. This guy's all. We're all yeah. over this guy. Yeah. Uh, no, that would probably get you a very quick interview and, and a no bad. call back. Uh, nice hat, thanks. Uh, doors right there. Go. No, but, uh, thanks, Justin, for showing up. You know, we we've got people working for us who who've got degrees from Davis, and we've got people who started on the bottling line. You know, it's okay. it's just you know, and what we look for for somebody to be a brewer with us is somebody who can multi task and make good decisions on their own and some of that you know people are have the instinct to do that and some of that has to be taught but eventually you know what we look for is somebody you know when i when we bring somebody into interview you know for like an assistant brewer job for which is basically scrubbing floors and and cleaning casks and things like that which is the boots and caustic yeah absolutely it's the entry level position you know we're looking can this guy run our brew house you know someday and and if we don't see that in the person he's probably not going to get the job she. A trust fund helps. Yeah, trust fund. You're paying so you can much. afford to do it. You can yeah. pay us to work here. That helps us. Yeah. Yeah. Well. How many brewers do you have there? Well, we have, in our production department, we have about 35 people, I believe. We have five full-time brewers. Uh, we have five full-time people in the cellars who do the filtering and do the dry hopping. And, and it's a very important part of our job because the biggest um, constraint in our capacity is getting beer filtered and ready for bottling. Okay. Uh, we have ten people to work on the bottling line. We have uh, we have a person uh, and a half, basically, in the lab. Um, half a person. Yeah, they split their time. You yeah, know, we have, have uh, doc. We have uh, <laughs> four, four people running maintenance. And doing project work and that kind of thing. So we have a pretty big staff. You do, okay. Yeah, and we're brewing. You know, we're brewing seven days a week, two shifts a day, sometimes three. Uh, we are filtering twenty-four hours a day, five days a week, running the bottling line five days a week. It's a lot of beer. It's a lot of beer. It really, is a lot of beer. Okay, some more questions. Um, here's a, a home brewer who wants to know: um, Is it possible ever to get yeast from stone? You know, a lot of uh, sometimes craft breweries will say, "Ah, oh, show up, we'll give you a yeast pitch." You know, whatever. Can you ever get stoned from yeast? Can you get stoned from yeast? As a follow-up question. Well, we have some uh, some vials of White Labs yeast in our lab that we'll happily <laughs> part with. Uh, no, our yeast is proprietary. Um, okay. And White Labs maintains it for us, but uh, we don't we don't normally give that out. Okay. You know, the best answer I ever heard of this was someone asked Vinny, "Can I get some of your yeast?" And he goes, "No, I like Chris White, and I don't want to be all ticked off of me." Good point. <laughs> All right, what else do I have here? Uh, what kind of yeast do you use in the? I, I know you've just said it's proprietary, but the, uh, maybe uh, you yep. could give us an equivalent. They're asking about the twelfth anniversary beer here. Yeah, and what kind of yeast you would use in that? Well, we used our house yeast, but when we brewed our our beer at Sean's place, we used the uh, his house yeast. Um, <laughs> Okay. No, we use the uh, White Labs 002, right? That's right. So uh, we thought that was a good equivalent. Okay. Uh, it's very to me. Our yeast is very British. Um, you know, it produces a lot of esters, um, and it attenuates fairly well. Though you know, it, it does attenuate fairly well. So you know, if you can find something that does that, that uh, you know, at high gravities, we tend to throw a lot of um, uh, tropical fruit esters, and at lower gravity, it, it tends to produce a little bit of sulfur. So, you know, something along those lines would probably work pretty well. Okay. 
And I think the last question I have here was, uh, we kind of went over it pretty quick, the uh, mckellar Smith collaboration. Ah, yes. Because we talked about the one that you did in England, right? Right. But we didn't talk about the one you did with Ailsmith there. Yeah, that was fun. Um, uh, Greg Cook and uh, Mikkel um, started talking about this about a year ago, and they wanted to do a beer, at, uh, a collaboration brew. We didn't know where we were going to do it, but we decided to do it at Stone because um, Peter at Alesmith is going through a whole brewery renovation. He put in a new brew house and new fermenters and everything, and he's oh, just good. buried. But we wanted him involved as well. And so the three of us got together. Uh, Mikkel wanted to do a, uh, a triple. And we got together and collaborated on the recipe, uh, and we brewed the beer at Stone uh, back in June. And I, if I'm not mistaken, we bottled it this week while I was out of the brewery. Um, but we did one batch, and uh, it's a it's along the same lines of the Epic. It's a it's a it's a triple. Uh, we used American hops. We did dry hop it. We dry hopped it with Centennial, um, and it's a really nice beer. What I tasted. Before I left on vacation, it was very, very tasty, and I'm really looking forward to tasting it when I get back. And where is this going to be available? That's a good question. I don't think we know yet because okay. there's not a whole lot of it. Uh, we did do a fair amount of kegs, and I think you'll see some of it uh, being served in the bistro at certain times, and I think that'll probably be posted on the website when we do that. Uh, I'm not sure the distribution of this beer. Okay. Where's the 2 a going to be available? Just at the 2 a the one you just did with Sully? Uh, yeah, it probably uh, we may actually serve it at the Toronto and some other beer, uh, better beer bars in in San Francisco. Now that we can distribute, and uh, I think we're going to sell send two down to uh, cast down to Stone. I, I hope so. That's the plan. I hope so. so it'll be at the Bistro. Yeah, though. I hope so. Sully, I could sell that for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and real quick, uh, John Palmer's got to go. He's got to catch a flight back down to Stoneland in yep, Southern California bail. there. But I did want to thank you personally for coming up and doing the new shows. Bruce Strong, you and Jamil Zanishev. My Chef. pleasure for being here. Great Thanks. shows. You guys are doing a good job. It's uh, John really breaking into the radio world here, and he's doing, doing nice work. <laughs> if you thought How to Brew was good, you were right. And the show is really good also. <laughs> So, I just want to thank you, man. Thank you. Safe travels. Uh, Don't smack the stewardesses on the ass. They don't like it anymore. Oh, okay. They used to. Not so much anymore. Good to see you guys. Thank you, John. And they're they're usually dudes on Southwest, so. They're called flight attendants now. Whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Palmer. Thanks a lot. Have some respect. What's he doing down in uh, San Diego? That, That flight horse. Oh, he doesn't live. He just. I just. Uh, I always count Southern California as one big giant area. It, it is. <laughs> nah, I mean, just fly in. I remember flying no. in, flying in once, and somebody next to me in the plane goes, "So, what city's that?" Yeah, <laughs> you're looking at about twenty, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's the city of Southern California. <laughs> See where those lights in there and those other lights start. Well, that's the end of Fullerton. Yeah. I actually I like San Diego a lot better than I like I the do too. rest of the greater Southern California area. And uh, you know, I know that's going to piss off a lot of people, but I grew up there too. I was, you know, before I went to the desert, I was in LA and you know, it was fine. I grew up there and that's why I left because I wanted to <laughs> brew. Yeah. Uh, and I had to move to a place that had breweries. <laughs> they, and they and they still don't have breweries. Now the they LA don't. They they have some. There's a uh, uh, Craftsman's in Craftsman's Pasadena. a great place and uh, and then you've got the beach breweries like Manhattan Beach Brewery and Kept Donna Beach Brewery. Which are Huntington Beach Brewery. Yeah. The brewery in the brewery uh, in Orange County is fantastic. Yeah. Placentia, I think it I is. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. Very nice. BN yeah. listener of ours. Uh, he started out as a home brewer and a listener here and I met him at the Craft Brewers Conference in Austin 
and he told me, I'm making the jump, I'm going to do this brewery. And then I just saw him down at the San Diego Craft Brewers Conference, and his beer was there all of a sudden. And people were raving about his beer. Young guy, just a home brewer, the brewery we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't, I don't know and the guy, I don't know anything about his beer, but I've oh, got some bottles of it sent up to me, and it's fantastic. He's a really nice guy, and he's brewing good. He didn't jump in there like with a pale ale or anything that everybody else was doing. He jumped in there, I don't, what was the I've, bottle sent to you? I got three you? bottles. I got a Cezanne, yeah. and I have a, I think a... Uh, wit, possibly, I and I don't know what the other one is. It's their first beer they ever made, but it's all in champagne bottles. Yeah, it's, right. all, it's all seven fifty corked. Yeah, um, fantastic stuff. And uh, uh, Stone is distributing his beer. Oh, oh they really? Are? Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I did oh, a plug. I didn't know it. Right. <laughs> it's good. Well, good. For really a round good of applause for my man because he started out here on the BN and as a brewer and. And now he's got a successful uh, startup down there. People were raving about it. Yeah. Did you have it, Sully? It was being poured on the floor at the CBC there. No, I don't remember that. that no, not that actually poured on the floor, but you get the idea. Because Sully was on the floor. Did you say it was in Placentia? I don't know. That's where well, that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that, sounds, that sounds right. Okay. Mm. Is, a, is it Placentia or Placenta? No. Placentia? Yeah. It's a Placenta. Okay. And by the way, it's B-R-U-E-R-Y, I think, yeah, when we brewery. say the brewery. Brewery without a W. Yeah. Whatever yeah. else is. Good beer. Okay. thrown in there. Check it out. Okay, and that brings me to, speaking of good breweries down there, I had an email sent in questions for you, Mitch. Okay. Um, <laughs> this guy is going to be in the Stone area next weekend. Cool. So one of his questions were, are, are there house? any... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can no. I get a job? Then <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, no. <laughs> yeah. Is your wife busy? Uh, wow. They go right for it, man. Can I run the brew house? Are there any events going on Works next weekend? Place. He oh. says besides the Stone 12th anniversary, but I say, what else would you want to go to? I don't I, yeah, I don't know. So. I, you know. They shut down the town, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> They shut down everything for that event. I, you know what? I I have no idea if there's anything else going on because my focus is all on the 12th anniversary party. No, no, and that's no. Saturday. What time does that start? Do you I guys know? I think it starts around 11:30, 11:30 or 12. There's yeah, two sessions. Two sessions. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Just show up around 11. If it's closed, you just get to hang on the what, industrial. What else park is for he looking minutes. for? 30, 30 I breweries. I think that's a dumb question. <laughs> really? If so that's this Saturday. Yep. Okay. And what time does it start? I think around 11:30. Okay. Yeah, it's all on our website. But uh, okay, stonebrew dot com. His other question uh, was, "What are your favorite brew bars um, or breweries in the area, other than Stone?" Uh, he's going to go there. It sounds like. But what else is there? Something you, you should see? So, other, so oh. other than your guy's event and your guy's brewery, what do you like down there? <laughs> well, okay. he might be there all for right. four days or so. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot easier to answer. Uh, <laughs> that's fair uh, because you know San Diego is is just such a great place for drinking beer and yeah. tasting lots of beers. I love Port. Um, you know, Port is in our old brewery in San Marcos, and they're they're just great, and they're doing some really neat things. And they've um, I didn't know that they moved into your old brewery. Yeah, they're in our old brewery, and, they, and, and Tommy has filled it all with barrels, and it's great. just fantastic. Uh, Pizza Port in Carlsbad is one of my family's favorite places. They've got a great lineup of beer, and you go in there and get a pizza, and you're kind of hanging out at the beach. It's a great place. As far as beer bars, uh, O'Brien's, um, you know, in San Diego, northern San Diego is great. Uh, Churchill's um, in between. Uh, it's in San Marcos, so it's fairly close to our brewery. That's a great place as well. Mm-hmm. Um, down in San Diego, there's a whole bunch of places. There's um, 
I There's a, a new Toronado in oh, San Diego. Right. Yeah. yeah, Ian opened a Tornado. It's open now. Yeah. You said yeah. nude open? Ah. Tornado. Nude. Oh. Okay. The only Sorry, thing I'm better than a Tornado is a nude Tornado. <laughs> yeah, the uh, new location, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hamilton's in San Diego's yeah, got great beer selection. You've been um, there? Yeah. How does it look? Because uh, you know what ours looks like up here. It's a shithole. That's what we love about it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's got know, the Dutch door. <laughs> the best door? It's got the Dutch door. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the you know, same Dutch door that the Tornado has up here. Right? I think so. It's a regular door cut in half. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I like it. Oh, you started, it, but it's kind. Of, tell me that it's a little dirty and dingy, like it should be. It's yeah. yeah. You know, it's, Are you uh, saying it's same model. Yeah. I like it, a, but a shithole. I like. That's, uh, no, I, I would not. Who said that? To me, that's a that's a positive. I don't statement. know about that. Dang. I like it. So. Kind of skanky and and just yeah. you know. Yep. You guys are harsh. The Tornado's the best place. It is the best place. Uh, not- hey, JP, you want to chime in on this? I'm biting my tongue. No, I, I don't think you understand. Me? Like all the things that he's describing, that he likes that. Like I'm, this is these are <laughs> positive. Awesome to to I agree, it's the best place. I go there every time I'm in the city, going out drinking. I'll have you know, I was in there last week, and Betsy was busting her ass cleaning that floor. I'm sure she was. It was a beautiful floor when she got done. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It you was could not. eat off it, but that was. But you couldn't get a beer like in the meantime. It, the Whoa. day that that place I is beautiful, <laughs> I stopped going. That's the deal. That's I don't part know. of I its rolled charm. In there. Yeah, I you gotta have some ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I know what you're saying, but uh, a shithole. Yeah, I like I don't, <laughs> proper glassware properly cleaned does not mean shithole to me. I, I, I guess the hot bind up up on top of the. Board I think is a you guys. Dusty. It's all semantics here. You guys are just defining shithole different than me. We're Attit- saying we're talking about the same thing. You just have a different definition. Attitude matches environment. I like it. <laughs> so in the high desert. No, just a shithole. <laughs> That's where I grew up. Total shithole. I love the high desert. Even the ice store was a shithole. I love the high the desert, store. and it is a super shithole. So <laughs> you're exactly right. That's why you love Pacheco, because that's a step up. Shithole. Pacheco <laughs> is a shithole. Isn't that the Indian word, Pacheco? Indian yes. shithole? That's how it translates. The ice store. And I love it. <laughs> it was like back in the day when the ash man would bring you to ash. Let me tell you something. Someone got rich off of the ice store in the desert. You know, when I Google mapped this place, it said it was Martinez, just so you know. That's the backyard. Our zip code is... We are an unincorporated territory, I'll have you know, Dave. Uh, Our zip code (laughs) and post office is Martinez, but our actual land... That's Pacheco, my friend. See, see, what I'm betting here is that you don't want to tick off all the uh, Pacheco people. You think you can take them? <laughs> you start, you start dissing on Martinez, though. You're gonna, you know, that's true. Yeah, Martinez, a lot of people are gonna show up here a little pissed off. Martinez can kick my ass. Martinez Pacheco. is Pacheco's hat. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I have a recommendation of a beer bar to go to. Actually, I take it back. It's not a beer bar to go to. It's a bar to go to in San Diego. That uh, the beer selection is hmm, decent at best. So you, what's the pulling factor? You get, it's called the Tilted Kilt. And it's all hot San Diego college chicks in tiny kilts and and stockings. They're like schoolgirl outfits. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they're like school. They've got they've got their like button down shirts that are tied to one side, so all the bellies are showing the whole bit. Heels. So nasty Catholic schoolgirls. Right? Yeah. So, so Dave, have you been there? I have not, actually. I, I haven't either. You uh, liars. <laughs> you guys have a membership. Stone needs an account there. <laughs> no, it's no. like uh, two blocks from the ballpark. Justin, not only have I not been there, but I don't have a Budweiser suitcase in my house either. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so don't maybe drop the wife off at the bead store or whatever wives do. I don't know what happens. They can hang out with Lufa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lufa and your wife can bead. Yes. And you go down to the Tilted Kilt. Yeah, for lunch, because the food's good. And 
and uh, you might get a good beer. But uh, the beef they got great store? wings. Get a beer with a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Would you guys please, uh, Mitch, produce a beer one day and call it Happy Ending? Happy Just ending. for me. I, I like think it. it'll sell. The, yeah. You'll sell the crap out of it. If you, if you can get it past the you label, think, you think we can get it past the TTV? I think so. Yeah, I think so. How about so. Greg? Greg's going to be tougher than the TTV. Just, don't, just don't tell him. I'll talk to Greg. You don't worry about Greg. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you fix that for us. I'll I'll I take care Greg. of that, and then hey. we're on it. Tri-Legal Weed just got approved. Yeah. You see that? That yeah. was a joke they got busted on it to begin with. Yeah. They've been using those things for years. Of course, but it's good publicity, isn't it's it? It's fantastic. <laughs> good for them, actually. And they did, the, you know, they had a temporary stoppage, but then all of yep. the press and everything. But in the meantime, they're on MSNBC, and, yeah. and that's great for them. Yeah, last week I had a temporary stoppage. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I believe it. But I'm old. All right, last break of the program. <laughs> when we come back, we're going back to the Sully Brew, because I think I've got a taster of what you're going to be brewing in front of me. Is that right? Oh. Tasty? Is that what this yeah, is? Yeah. The IPA that I drank? All right. Uh, so, quick break, and when we come back, uh, Sully has has stepped up and, and kept Tasty from killing himself. <laughs> On the edge. There's, uh, no third rejection for t- for our Tasty. He's going to be brewing this year. Mainly because there's no uh, shower rod to support him, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, he's called you a big guy, Tasty. Uh, he can hang from the stripper pole. Yeah. Is there any more stone beer? I think there are some. Uh, I think he's out I there. So I brought like a case. If we went through it. Well, let's get it on. Hang in there. We're taking a can quick you drive break. Drive that vest after you. Have stone Brewing Company's on the session. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
attention, homebrew shop owners. At Fermentap, they know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless stone false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper work killers are the best on the market, designed to cool your work faster and more efficiently than other immersion killers. They actually invented the equipment to make these killers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeast, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kennels, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More more Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. to the program. It's the last segment we're going to do with Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company until, of course, he comes and visits the in-laws again. Yes. uh, (laughs) I think really what we are... Sully is the escape from the in-laws for a few hours. I think, I, you know, I know I'd be using it. <laughs> right? I think it's pretty evident, too. You've only, when was the last time you were about a year ago or so? Yeah. No, yeah, so you only know, get up here about once a year. Where was I here? <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's <laughs> getting it out there. Honey, I got to go do the show. Yep. It's, sorry, I got to work. Yeah. You know, this is like the fourth thing I've dragged him out to this week, and he wasn't too hard to get out of the house either. <laughs> what? What? You want to go down to that uh, strip bar? No. 
Yeah, I mean, you did say that you're on vacation, yet you've I been am. doing beer stuff the whole time. Well, that's me. You know? You're okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, that's good. Yeah, and you probably don't get a chance to go out to all sorts of beer festivals. You're working down there. I so. really don't. I don't go to many down there at all. You so, have to taste you know, all going the to the IPA Fest up here, it's cool. Like I said before, there's a lot of beers I didn't get a chance, or I'd never get a chance to taste if I don't go to these things. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do have a, a last stone question before we uh, move on to some other things that we do at the end of the show, which, you know, it's just having Drinking fun. Drinking Tom Fulry. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you guys are known as a, um, I don't mean to paint you in the corner, but you use a lot of hops in your beer, is what I'm saying. You got some over-the-top beers, some big alcohol beers. In order to balance that, you got to use a whole bunch of hops, too. Sure. So how bad is this hop? shortage for you and and i'm sorry that it's a redundant question but <laughs> you're one of these breweries that really relies on a lot of hops yeah we are um you know it, it hit us a little differently than it hit some other people because we've always entered into one-year contracts for hops for our core brands okay um and where we got hit was with our special releases uh, because we, in the past, had been able to buy the hops. You know, we never knew what we were going to brew when it came time to contract the hops, so we'd figure it out, and then we'd call up the, the hop suppliers and say, okay, I need 1,500 pounds of whatever hop it happens to be. So um, for me personally, what it's meant is that we pay very close attention to our hop inventories, our hop usage, and we had to kind of project out one to two years ahead what we were going to use in these special release beers uh, which we've never had to do before. Um, and we had to go out and buy some hops on the open market this year that cost us quite a bit of money just to get the Double Bastard brewed, for example, uh, and to get enough Amarillo and Simcoe to do what we wanted to do with those hops. And it it kicked our butt, you know. Okay. Uh, it was about 85% we contracted, and we got a pretty good deal on, and that remaining 50% kicked our butt. It did. Yeah. Uh, do you find yourself so your core brands though you didn't have to change your recipes you you were able to secure those hops we've we had to change some of the hops that we use for bittering okay uh, we traditionally or at least when I got there we were using a lot of magnum hops in our bittering for our IPA and our pale ale and we've had to kind of milk the magnum hops along because we didn't have enough to get through the whole year and we brought in some other hops to kind of augment the magnums All right. uh, we brought in some uh, we brought in some nugget we brought in some pearl. Um, we brought in some warrior, you know, and we kind of we've had to play around with that a little bit just to, you know, just to make the magnums, you know, stretch the magnums out to last the year. Um, when but, you taste those beers that you've had to make those changes, you probably know them better than than most people. Mm-hmm. Can you taste the difference? No, you can't. No, and that you know we did try some other hops that we could taste a difference, and and so we didn't pursue those hop varieties. Right. Yeah, uh, but we wanted to make sure that we didn't impact the flavor, and so we would do. Uh, we tried doing pilot brews, and that really wasn't as representative as we wanted it to be. So what we did was we would brew a single batch. And we would brew it with one other hop, you know, and and say we took a pale ale and we hopped it exclusively with nugget in the kettle for bittering. And then we kept the tannum hops on the flavoring side the same. And then we would taste it side by side with another batch of pale ale and just make sure that we really, the difference wasn't significant. Okay. And so we went through, it's been a pretty big focus of ours this year, you know, just to make sure that the beers didn't change. Uh, and what we were doing with the bittering hops didn't change the character of the beer. I can say that, you know, that all the flavoring hops that we add, we add all our flavoring hops in the Whirlpool. 
and uh, and then the dry hop varieties, we didn't change those at all. And we've been able to get through this without having to change those. And to me, that's more important. Yeah. And those are really the aromas and the flavors that uh, that, that we pick up probably more than the than the bitterings. So, yes. Uh, as, and by we, I mean obviously the people drinking it, the consumer. Yeah. So. yeah, we did the same thing. Uh, we found that Magnum and Warrior were kind of very interchangeable. It's like It was almost like the local humulin hop. Uh, if you use that as a bittering hop... Uh, you could really sub in another hop that had similar characteristics, and especially uh, just having to do with bittering, and uh, it didn't really affect flavor at all. Okay. Uh, you were talking about some hops that didn't work under the high alpha, obviously. Um, what were those? Uh, we tried Apollo, okay, which is a new hop variety, which we really like a lot, but it didn't work as a substitute yeah. for the Magnum. Ah. Uh, we also tried Summit. Okay. And neither, was, neither one of those worked. What us. was different with because we've had other people mention Apollo too, and and everyone said the same thing. You just said we like it, but what's the difference? Well, it's just too powerful in flavor. You know, oh, it's it's just the flavor of the hop came through and started conflicting with the flavor of the in the case of the pale ale, the atanum that we use for flavoring the pale ale. I see. And so it just um, it it changed the flavor and the character of the beer too much for us to consider using. Gotcha. It's a good question, Doc. Because uh, yeah, everybody's got the you know, I, I need a high alpha um, in my recipe, and it calls for a magnum. They're kind of hard to get sometimes, right? And so uh, you've got some other high alpha things that you know uh, Newport, and a couple other things, Galena, and things like that. So it's uh, right. What do you use? Yeah, exactly. It's a tough one, and the only way we could figure it out was to brew with them and try it and see. And you know, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we're big enough where we can blend. You know, and so if we do a brew with with Apollo hops and we taste it and it's not exactly what we want, we can blend, you know, to try and get it back down to the flavor we want it to be. Um, you know, it's it's really, uh, it was, it's been really difficult. And, you know, I know a lot of people and I, I, you know, for us, it's been a it's been an inconvenience more than anything. It's been okay. an additional thing to work with. I'm not in the position that a lot of small, you know, like pub breweries are that have really been struggling for hops and haven't been able to get anything that they need and are out there and are very desperate. We're not in that position, um, and I feel for them really bad. And once we get to a point where we've kind of nailed down what we need and what we're going to use, we're going to try and help them out, but we can't right now because we don't really know what's going to happen over the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, it's a tough situation, and I really feel for those those people that have bought all their hops on the spot market all all along. It's terrible. I'm thinking as you're as you're talking about that new breweries opening up and the brewery that we just mentioned, you know, guys like this who are just opening up, I'm thinking uh smart move on his part, even if it was accidental that his beers aren't big hoppy beers, like he's like a Saison <laughs> and a Wit and things like that. Because what you're saying is a lot of these new guys coming in here who don't have these year-long contracts. I know, Sully, you've talked about this before, too, that you were able to secure, at least because you've been around for a while. But other new guys coming in, they're just grabbing what they can. Yeah, it's yeah. a rough time. I think I think in a year or two, it's going to be a, a lot better, because there's a lot of hot fields going in right now, but... You know, the next year is probably going to be very tough, and then after that, it'll probably settle down a little bit. So you figure a whole another year. I got asked yeah. that question just the other day. Yeah, what I'm what I'm hearing from our suppliers, you know, there's a lot of new new plannings going in, and we've right. actually contracted with a lot of that. Uh, but the 2008 crop is going to be more tight than the 2007 crop, and then after t- that, you know, the 2009 crop, when these new fields start really producing, things will settle down and get a little bit more relaxed. That, that was pretty much the question. You know, we, we got the the new hop uh, harvest coming in real soon, September, October, yeah. and when are we going to see that? And how bad's that one going to be? It's yeah. bad. It's it's yeah. I pay him top dollar this year, and then I've actually signed a contract for the next. 
three to five years, depending on the supplier, and it, it drops off significantly. But next year is just as bad as this year. Yeah, I so. talked to Ralph in Oregon, so Hop Union, and I uh, was lucky enough to sit down next to him casually for a meal, and he didn't say off the record, so fuck it. Uh, yeah, 08's bad. He yeah. Said, or, or rather, not 08, but uh, the 08 uh, crop. 08 harvest. Uh, crop, yeah, the harvest. Yeah. And he... He he didn't necessarily say it's worse, but I always ask. Uh, I, I know Ralph a little bit, and I just always I'm kind of always concerned for how he's doing. He's right now. He's almost the you know don't shoot the messenger guy. Like he's the yeah, heated that's guy. What I felt the, last time I saw him too. So yeah. I always just kind of go, Ralph, how you holding up, buddy? And and tell me what you know. How are people interacting with you? And he just said, Yeah, the the hard part is. Everyone, I suppose, was hoping that it was only a year-long thing, and it's not. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, it, this crop is going to be really ugly too. So it's you guys are all going to have to hang in there. Yeah, it's just there's not enough hops to go around, you know, and it yeah. takes a couple of years for these new fields to really start producing. Yeah, and you know, Ralph was pretty upfront with, you know, he with was. Us on He's that. very yeah. open yeah. about it. You and know, it's uh, it's it, tough. On a bright note, he did say that the that there are a lot of crops being planted. And, you know, that those, of course, take a year also. There's a lot of crops that already have been planted and some that are being planted. So it's kind of in place to get better, but it, it just takes It's going to be a couple of years. I mean, what happened is I think they actually started planting maybe the wrong hops that, you know, uh, the craft brewers like. They planted a lot of high alpha acids, CTZ hops, Columbus Tomahawk, Zeus, uh, the bittering hops to fill, really fill the bittering extract plants that the big breweries use uh sort of take care of them uh but so it's funny because he's i email him back and forth constantly because i want to be on his radar it's this is the worst time in in the world to like start a production brewery which is essentially what we've started this past year and he is so apologetic (laughs) it's like yeah yeah he uh he he really uh you know it's almost like you could tell he's like not a happy man right now that's why i'm always asking ralph how you do him they weren't at the oregon brewers festival this year and i would not have gone myself if i owned a hop company they don't like having to say no you know they'd like to get everybody everything they need and you you know that from dealing with the guys i ran into people who didn't even believe this was a shortage and they're like oh i think that's the hop union you're just doing this intentionally i'm like have you met have you seen ralph lately yeah he's not doing this man (laughs) ever met that poor bastard (laughs) yeah no, and you're right. Uh, but I, I do, and you always respect that about people in the industry who are just uh, straightforward and honest. And, and and you're right about him. He always has been. He just kind of saying, Absolutely. sorry, guys, you're fucked and I'm fucked, too. Yeah, we're all, <laughs> it's, it's, we're we're all, all dealing with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're at least able to secure uh, mostly for your core brands. And yeah. You're lucky that way. We're in a lot better shape than a lot of people. And, I, you know, like I said, I feel for them because it's tough. But uh, we're, you know, we're doing okay. Well, I appreciate that you're also looking for ways to, as soon as you guys do stabilize, to be able to help out some of the other guys, too. Yeah, we'll see uh, what we can do. You know, we're just afraid to commit to anything at this point because we don't know what the rest of the year is, how it's going to play out. And I think we'd like to see how the 2008 harvest comes through because we... We uh, contracted a lot of hops with uh, first-year fields, and, you know, we may not get what we actually asked for, so we may find ourselves really behind the eight ball, you know, pretty soon. But yeah. uh, we'll see. If, you know, if the harvest comes out good, we may be okay, and we can help some people out. Okay. Well, speaking of hops, how about a little F the hop shortage segment? I always like to do these. <laughs> you know? I say we shouldn't be controlled by these sorts of things. Food, water, hops. We don't need them. Tasty McDole is going to be brewing his uh, Pliny Light, a super hoppy beer at the 21A. We mentioned at the beginning of the program. 
I've got it in front of me. So come on over here, Tasty. Oh, right here. If, I don't know. If, uh, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Tasty now is a very cynical man. Yeah, I'm, so well, I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic. I mean, come Jesse on. hasn't agreed to brew it yet, right? Until that, oh, until oh, yeah, the yeast, the guy, right. until the yeast goes into the fermenter, Tasty's not buying it. <laughs> when, when are we going to brew that? What day are we going to brew that, Sean? I don't have to work it out yet. Right. So yeah, yeah, I'll get back to you. You talked about it earlier. Yeah, that that uh, We mentioned it. He was going to brew it with the Vinny, and yeah. Vinny broke up with him. With the Vinny. With the Vinny. The, 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 you know, he gave his walking papers. And so Sully, he wants to brew with other people. Well, Jamil started everything. He's the guy that said, hey, wait, I got a spot with Sully. You can have it. So Sully, you're yeah. his you're his rebound brewer. Yeah, I am. No, he's I am. It's his surrogate brewer. I'm better in bed though. Uh, yeah. well, than Jamil. Believe, believe me, if, if Jamil already had wasn't brewing with Sully, we'd be brewing together. I mean, yeah. yeah. What were you going to brew with Jamil? We were going to brew an alt beer. Uh, Jamil is funny because he wrote that damn book, you know, and uh, yeah, and and he sent me a list of like twenty five to thirty recipes of beers of a, he wanted to brew. Yeah. and I was looking it over with Jesse, and I was like. Uh, all right. <laughs> what do you, what did, do you want to brew? Did that intimidate you a little bit, Sean? <laughs> no, I wasn't intimidated. I'm never intimidated. Um, just get that right, Dave. It's a whole different word for it. Uh, so, so, when, so I get this. I, I, I got this message from Jamil late one night. This is a couple days ago. And he was like, listen, blah, blah, you know, I talked to Vinny, and he can't get the the hops with uh, the, the beer he's brewing with Tasty, and da-da-da-da, and I didn't really, really comprehend what he was talking about at the time. Was it his late night voice? It was his late night voice actually. Yeah, so on the car. It's really soft. Yeah. So Sully He didn't want to wake up the family and kids. Got this problem. Yeah. So right. so then he called me uh Two days ago, and uh, and I answered the phone as I will, and um, sometimes, sometimes actually, sometimes I don't, <laughs> depending on who it is. Yeah. But he uh, and he, we had this long conversation, and it was kind of this weird thing. It was like he uh, he was basically saying, "Look, you know, I had this great opportunity with you last year, and uh, and Tasty, uh, you know, this, his situation has come up with uh, with Vinny that he can't brew the beer anymore yeah. with him because of his uh, fermentation space. The relationship has gone cold. <laughs> they broke up." And uh, and I was like, well, okay. I mean, I, you're saying this to me, and I really, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, spin it and try to comprehend what's happening and all yeah. that. And then basically, I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll talk to Tasty about it and see what he. Th- but but I, I mean, the Pope was totally magnanimous about the whole thing. I mean, absolutely. Like he had a great experience last year. He's talked about it extensively about brewing this Brewam beer at the uh, at the GABF with us. And I was just like, all right, well, let me talk to Tasty and see how he feels. So I called Tasty up. Like after this conversation, yeah, and I was like, "So uh, you want to do this thing at my place?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know." And I was really kind of thrown off, Tasty, because you were like not really into it. I mean, I oh. I, would, I thought you would have like jumped into bed with me immediately, but I had to like I, I had <laughs> to like sell talking. you on it. I said, yeah. "Well, come on, we can do it." I you got had to buy him flowers. I, 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 I only want you if you want me. You misinterpreted me. I, it was really I just wanted to make sure that you, that you really wanted to do it and not. I mean, I, know I only you, want you. If you I know want you me. had your Sam Adams experience. <laughs> it is, <a> Sean. <laughs> you're no Vinny. It's going to be better than the Sam. <laughs> oh, okay. Now you call it out. See, that's oh, what I was thinking. No, you know, he doesn't feel that way. I'm not a metal whore, but I. I uh, oh, 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 
But you are uh, Silver Sully. Yeah, exactly. Right, but you took right, one yesterday right, without yeah, any. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding, by the way. Vinny thought we had a chance with this beer. Yeah, so. Vinny, Vinny was prepared to win. I'm not. I'm prepared to maybe win a silver. Well, and 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 Vinny, <laughs> Vinny didn't say like, well, you know, I can't brew with you, but you you better not brew with somebody else. He no, wants he you to brew no, the no, beer. No, if I ever catch you brewing with somebody else, yeah, Vinny says if we need any hops, you help us out in that. Kind of oh, great. Because it is no, a hobby I, I'm, beer. I'm playing around. I mean, whore by, I mean, hunting, by the way. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is uh, it was one of those things, and Vinny stepped up, and he said that he would give us any hops that we needed that we couldn't get. Nice. Because uh, he had already procured yeah, the hops. He already so he, did. plenty light. Think yeah. about it. You got the Vinny blessing. It's plenty light. It's got, he's got the hops, right? I just finished it, Tasty. Uh, it's delicious. Sully, we might be calling you gold medal Sully <laughs> after the GABS. Hey, now. It's the golden head. Yeah. It's a really nice beer. But I haven't called Vinny yet. I feel like I have to like go and sit across the big table from him. Kiss and like, the ring. I, because uh, you're like dating his okay if I date your ex? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it's a scene from The Godfather. It's like, you know, one of these days, I will call upon you, and you will have to brew a tasty. <laughs> yeah. And I will need you, maybe. I'm going to need you to go ahead and... No, it's like... For the family. You can't like date your buddy's ex without asking him. That's and happened that's to me before. Like <laughs> Right now, Tasty, Tasty's like, you know, Vinny's bitch. Wow. <laughs> hey, 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 excuse me, he's ex bitch. He's ex bitch. Hey, Vinny, are we still cool? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah, we're fine. So, well, so what is Mike like in the morning? Like, does he like a. Like is a, he an egg or a prune like? Danish guy? Yeah, like, what does he want to do? Does he pitch warm or does he pitch yeah. cold? Questions. Uh, Vinny and I are going to brew a beer sometime in the future. Yeah. How is he and, in the brew uh, house? Like, what are you talking about? And just like. Tasty, uh, you can't go back, man. Gonna, uh, you can't do the double, you, the you, double back again. You can't. You can't go back, like, man. Two one-night stands in one night? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to have to, you know. I think what happened here is that Jamil had Tasty on suicide watch. <laughs> he took all I want to make sure he was taken care of. Well, after the whole Sam Adams exactly. debacle, I was like, you know, okay, let's get him off the ledge. <laughs> he shoelaces belt. Let's have him. Help the poor bastard out. He yeah. makes award-winning beer. Can't move anywhere. No one will brew the shit. Well, I think what's attractive to, uh, uh, to Tasty is that it's kind of like a, a, a threesome. You know, because you got Sean and Jesse. Well, you know, you know what I find is the more complicated, the more convoluted all this gets. Yeah, the more fun it is. <laughs> That's good. Well, I'm uh, glad. Yeah, you know, it's all worked out. I think tasty. I think you and I are going to be brewing yeah, beer one day. Do it. Okay, we're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, you guys are going to be brewing, and Vinny's going to be looking oh, in the window. So oh. Now, Sully, are you going to show up on Brew Day? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? I'm just saying. You sound like my you know, mom. Can you come Sally, in? Are you Sally? Gonna, <laughs> can you turn a valve or something? No, no, we'll, I'll be there. I was there when Jamil was there. I'll text Jesse to see how it's going. That's about it. <laughs> What's the date? He'll, he'll respond to you. <laughs> oh, no. What's the brew date? Like we nobody else. We haven't set it up. This has all just come together just in the last 48 hours. I want to go. I want to be there. You're going to be there? I want to take pictures and... Uh, and lift some grain. No. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I just want to uh, yeah. drink beer and watch. I want to treat it like a radio show. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you now, there's a lot of room in that brewery. Everyone, If one person moves, everyone's got to move. We all got to move. It's called spooning. Yeah. Do a I, lot of pointing that day. I just want to be there. Yeah. I want to support. We did. You know? <laughs> a lot of pointing. So, Tasty, are you excited about this whole thing? I'm really excited. It's going to happen. Yeah, okay. I'm really He's just happy I get to brew beer. God damn it. I finally get to brew this beer. I think the, the probers are a little intimidated by Tasty. That's why they're backing well, down. You know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe they're just afraid of, uh, you know, Tasty shining through. You know, i got to tell well, you. I'm not going to shine through. It's just, it's uh, the just Pro-Am beer is going to come through. It's going to be more like famous than any of their Pro beers. Oh. Well, I, I told Tasty this already in the one of the breaks. I said, you know, if this beer goes... 
Yeah. And it's what well, we do well with it. I don't, you know, metal or no metal. You're, you're signing something. I think we could. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm going to have to have your lawyer talk to my lawyer talk to you and want we'll to sign over the rights for that beer. Yeah. yeah. I figured you'd, you'd be doing that. We right even have the name. What's the oh, name? Oh, my God. Tasty. T- tasty PA? Tasty? It's a TPA? Make two glasses. Tasty's Pro Am beer. Good name. Tipper. So this could be a regular Pro-Am thing in rotation. Tipper. Tasty IPA. Yeah, I'd go with TPA. TPA. Yeah. Or Tipper. You could put the I in there, but it's not an India beer. You could cut out the India. It's a tasty IPA. All right, well, you guys don't work there, so just keep talking. It's not going to be something creative like Mike McDowell from the Brewing Network. Sean bows out because his lawyer's not here. Yeah. Yeah. Or the same beer that you guys made me chug that one time. Uh, Which could, one? That was a pale ale. <laughs> no, different different beer, I think. Okay, that was a good beer. Sully will just call it. <laughs> Get it would be something like obvious, like 563 2nd Street Tasty's IPA. We already have a beer named after that. Oh, damn it. That's a stout. <laughs> All right. All right, the last thing I want to cover today, and then we're getting out of here. Okay. Then, poor Mitch. Say. Look at the guy. He needs some food. Been hanging out all no, night. Mitch is having I'm a good. blast. Yeah, I got... I do smell barbarecue, by the way. Is right. someone cooking up out there? Shat, got the food going? All right. Beautiful. All right. We're ready. There's somebody on hold, too. Burn meat. Who's on is hold? It a somebody call? It is a junk of the week. And- nice. All right, we'll do that. And then I want to talk to Stephanie and Sully here about a little situation. A little situation? Yeah. Oh. Let's see. Who do I... Oh, I got uh, uh, Blobber Gloopy Gleedy Gloppy on the phone. He's trying again, isn't he? Yeah. What's happening, brother? Oh, can't you guys get my name straight? I just did. It's Blooty Blotty Glooty Glooty Glop. Glooper Glip. Oh, yeah, well, close yeah. enough. What's happening, brother? Oh, nothing much. I just want to say hi. See, he's too nice to make fun of the guy. He's like a nice guy. I want to make fun of him, but he's Are nice. Are you in your underwear? Yes, I am. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. No pants. No pants. Are you calling for Drunk of the Week? No, I'm. I'm just two beers into it. Oh, that's not true. Well, well, I was told otherwise. Oh, sorry. Are you? Li- who are you lying to, Bevo or me? You lied to Bevo. Lying to your uh, wife, aren't you? Your wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, my wife's been drinking, but maybe she could be drunk of the week. Yeah, put her on the phone. Yeah, put her on. Yeah. Let's meet uh, Mrs. Glopper Glop. Yeah, I want to meet Mrs. Gleepy Globby. <laughs> Glop Yeah, Glop. well, that huh? would that would end up with a lot of dead air because she's in, she's watching TV in the other room. Can't get any worse than that. You know what? She could be live on the radio right now. Tell her that. Put her on. Let's talk to Mrs. Globberglop. Live on the radio. She'd be famous. Uh, just a second. Hey, uh, this is going to go really well. <laughs> this is going to be good. I, 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 can, I, can swing. I can sing, though. Are you oh, what are you sing as you're getting her out of get, bed? Get her over here. <laughs> I want to talk to her. Okay. Well, well this is Brew Tattoo's um, request. Okay. He wants me to sing... Um, What's it called? Uh, 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 addicted to love. <laughs> All right, sing it nice and loud into the phone. Okay, your lights are on, but you're not home. Your mind is not. Your this is sounding awful, is it? No, it's great. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Keep okay. going. It's great. Whoa, Don't stop. You like to think you're immune to this stuff. Oh yeah. It's closer to the... Ch- uh, this is the part I don't remember. Oh, just a second. Of course. I, I don't I'm either. I, I'm too young for this. She just Googled it up. Just hum it. Okay. It's like it's 15. Well, I'll just sing. I'll just sing. What are you, the, Millie uh, Vanilli, dude? Come on. What? He's too young for that, too. Just, just give us... All right, you at least got to give us the uh, chorus. I might as well face it. You're addicted to love, back boy. Uh, no, just a second. Might as well face it. You're addicted to love, back hole. Might as well face it. You're addicted to love, back hole. All right, that's enough. All right, good. 
Uh, good, enough. Like, good enough. Good enough. Right there. I think that was okay. That was awesome. He's a no, dick. No, it's not. <laughs> He's a dick. No, he said dick. I didn't. Was say he there is another a dick. point to the call other than singing to us? Uh, my wife. His wife. Oh yeah. What? What about her? What? Uh, Get her. Coming. Oh come on. Oh well, I'd, a- I'd love for her to come on, but. <laughs> Did you ask? Her? Say that, you that, right? You're afraid to ask her, huh? Uh, no, she's just like, she's in the other room. She's like half a mile away from me. What, 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 what kind of house do you have? How big is your trailer? I live on the street in the city. Trailer? She, she, wait, she's your wife, but you're just fucking with you. back at the food steps. They don't live together. Since we're singing, there was also a request for JP to sing oh, okay. happy birthday to Grodd. Is it Grodd's birthday? Grodd? On the 14th. Nah, I just sang a song, man. No, that's cool. We're gonna have JP hey, do how it. About, how about I call? How about I call later and try to get my wife on? All right, yeah, do that. Call in about an hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, Gleeby. All right, later. See ya. He's so nice. He's a nice guy. <laughs> he's not the best singer ever, but no, he's a great singer. <laughs> yeah, but he's got to have his wife queued up before he calls. Yeah. He's a great singer. Get the wife on. Do you want to sing Happy Birthday? No, uh, not really. People like your death metal version of Happy Birthday. Is what it is. We may <laughs> have, have to have the chops it. for it. We may have to get uh, Shu in here one day uh, and, and record Nathan. a death metal and Nathan yeah. and do a death metal. Oh, yeah. um, you know, Happy Birthday. Hey, Nathan showed up at the house last yesterday. That was good. You I know? heard that. I also heard that uh, Nicole showed up in a in a miniskirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come to think of, yeah. Oh, I don't really. Uh, I don't think yeah. I noticed. I do. Yeah. yeah, I thought she always looked like that. <laughs> she does. She always looks Hot. great. I'm yeah. just saying that. She and then, who's the, both who's the, the other check. brewer? Phil. The, Alex. Alex. His wife pulls up in this cool Ducati. Motorcycle. Really? And Wait, his wife was driving the Ducati. Wow. Yeah, she showed up. She, she showed up later. That is leathers, leathers, and a Ducati. Yeah, really. And she has a few beers, and then she hangs out. Little food, and then she goes down my driveway. I don't care if she's a big mess. That's hot. How can you afford no. a Bukaki? I don't understand. No, a Bukaki. Different website. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, damn it. So, what I wanted to talk about is that the BN has gotten to this point now where it used to be we could say, "Oh, Mitch, don't worry about it. Nobody's listening. You could say whatever you want." <laughs> you know, and and now people listen everywhere. So Stephanie is a, a teacher at uh, at Doc's at Doc's. School, she teaches my kids' school. Which, by the way, which you will can, remain nameless. You, which will remain nameless, but you can tell right off the bat that uh, it's a doctor's kids' school, right? So you already know so what it's, kind it's of not in we're. Pacheco. It's, yes. in a, <laughs> yeah. it's not in Pacheco now. So it's well. It's a to school do. in a very well-to-do area with really high test scores, which is important to superintendents and and parents. You know, parents and so everybody else. They're all white kids. Stephanie is. No, wow, <laughs> that's not oh. true. Hey, yeah. <laughs> it's a jipper. <laughs> so, so Stephanie, of course, is on the show every now and then, and, and, and sometimes when she's on, it, it maybe it's a drunken phone call. Maybe we don't know. I mean, in a teacher's off time, a teacher needs to. It was summer vacation. Nobody was listening. Well, I thought, and you were naked. Some people do listen, <laughs> Steph. So, yeah. a long story short is, of course, Stephanie feels like, look, it, it's a whole other world. The people who are listening to the BN and the people who are involved in my school. And she gets a talking to at school. We got a talking to. From who? What, give me the quote exactly. Well, it all what did start- the woman say? Just give me the quote was first, it, then we'll do the back. What did the woman say to you? People listen to the Brewing Network. Oh! <laughs> 
It sounds like it's... She goes, uh, Stephanie's telling me the story earlier. The, the woman says to her, you know, you're a teacher at a very prestigious school. It's very respectable. Uh, the parents care about what happens here. You should act like it. Is basically what the woman says to her. Yeah, well, it showed up last week. Like it wasn't even school hasn't started yet, and so but we had to do some interviewing last week, and I was on the panel to interview, and you know we're all hanging out, and it's kind of exciting. Uh, We haven't seen each other all summer, so everybody, you know, and then someone kind of calls me over, and they're like. People listen to the Brewing Network, <laughs> who, and immediately, who who are these my face is like bright red. I have to interview people. I'm getting flushed. I can feel it, like I'm doing it now, yeah. and it was it, it, it was uncomfortable. I was like, I, I am never going back to the Brewing Network. Uh, <laughs> you want to keep oh, your job? Who sell this? I out. like my job, and who I, have, was this? I am not quite. So, <laughs> do they, no? Doc? People listen. Okay. Do they know yeah, you're? Yeah, you it's very. Oh, please. It's very CIA. If they, if they listen, if like, they, listen know. they know who that is. Do they know your alias, then? They do, because I date Sully. And after the Drunk of the Week call, they learned I love Sully. <laughs> so A lot. And they're like, <laughs> a lot. Like, Numerous hey, times. We don't approve of this Sully and character. And so um, they can associate that my boyfriend is Sean and... This girl loves Sully, what? so they put two and two together. They don't like love. They're teachers are smart that way. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I see a way out of this. I, I see a way to get you in the clear. You can do it. Well, I, I think I'm okay. I got good test scores. Just My tell kids them were that awesome. Sully is a swinger. That's going to make me look there like are I'm. There several women who love Sully, and I'm not the one that's on the BN. But I kind of have a. People know my voice. No. Like my voice is kind of distinct. Oh and so it was just funny, you know, I'm standing in the office and I'm hearing this and I'm looking around I'm like, how do I get out of this? I'm like, there's nothing I can say that'll get me out of this. You just well, say rat pad and you walk out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's go back yeah. to, let's go back to, uh, was it uh, parent teacher night early last year and someone in the back goes, go be in or be uh, in No, this was awful. So it was back to school night. It, it's my first wow. year at, at this great Five school. Delay, maybe. I'm so excited to have this job. It's in this great area like, and I'm super nervous. There's like 56 parents and someone in the back of my room goes, where's the 2-1-A booth? Why isn't there beer? And I'm looking around like, Again, how do I get out of this? And so I just kept talking. The guy's like, there should be beer. And everyone, like all the other parents are like, what, what is he talking about? You know, that about? guy had a point, though. And I'm like, yeah. so again, our history curriculum is as follows. I'm like trying to get through like, you know, everything. It was, oh, it was awful. I got to say, you know, just be surprised at the places that I find out that listen to the show. I mean, I'll you go def- into you- places and they'll deny that they listen. <laughs> they listen. People and listen. then we'll have, you know, we'll go on in conversation and they'll throw out something that I know they heard on the fucking show. Yeah, the network has definitely had crossed over socioeconomic, you know, <laughs> yeah. barriers. Yeah. I mean, you are out there. I mean, you know. Which, you know, I suppose we always wanted, but now it's that sort of like, oh man. Shouldn't now, we watch what we say? Now all of a sudden, you know, we got to be careful when I talk about the tilted kilt and the chick I took home and you know it gets <laughs> now it's be, I guess. Yeah, Justin can't go with to like Safeway without like paparazzi it's following no, him no, everywhere no, no, no. it's nowhere near that in normal Not circles yet. in normal circles we are just as 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 uh, you know anonymous Shunned as everybody else oh. but if you get to the anything, either beer, sir, although this is a fairly normal circle that Stephanie's talking about. This is a school in a rich yeah. town somewhere, and they're yelling out BN for life. Well, it's um, it's somebody's brother-in-law. That's like a hardcore listener. I don't I think he see. participates in the chat, but he does the forum, and he listens 
on a regular basis. And so he called, you know, his sister-in-law was like, whoa, check this out. And right now he's going, hey, yeah, yeah that's me. He's yeah. like, I'm on the they're air right talking now. About me. They're talking, me about, they're talking me. about I'm hey, waiting I- for the day that at parent-teacher night, some uh, parent shows up with Stephanie tattooed to his arm. <laughs> you know, he's like, I love you on the BN, man. You're great. I, 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 had, a patient that's, I had a patient of mine, he's about 20, and he says... Dude, I, I downloaded the Doctoberfest thing. I, I was watching it. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man. funny when I see Doc around school because I'm always like, Doc, Mr. Lothamer, how's it going? Yeah, you're like, you're you, know, you're you don't not want Doc. to be seen together. You're like, oh, yeah. Doc, go well, that way. Well, it's so funny. So everyone's like, how do you know him? I'm like, a oh, friend uh, of a friend. You know. I'll meet you in Cav- the reference. Oh. Cavity. Yeah. I'll meet you in the reference section of the library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's a it's a smaller world than you think. Doc, you're getting staff in trouble, man. I know. No, he didn't get me in trouble. I just tried to, you know. I, oh, he's a dentist. So what's funny is when the office staff was talking about when he had his little broken leg, and I was in the office. How did that happen, by the way? <laughs> oh, I, I don't remember. You Stepped fell off, off the a ledge. curb. Um, actually, all you got to do is say that uh, Sully and I are good friends, and that's how you know me. Yeah, there you go. That's what I say. I so am I is it safe to say there will be no more Steph drunk of the week phone calls? Um I, that's not no, safe, you know what I can say not that there's bet. not gonna be any more of those. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember that call and I remember what was going on. I was like, uh There's probably not. All right. That, that could have ended it. Chef K is on the phone. He wants to try to be drunk of the week. Chef K, what's happening? Chef. That's what it says. Chef just died. Yeah. Chef K, you there? No, this is Pseudo Chef. Oh. Well, I got the abbreviation. So far, so good right there. Sorry, buddy. All I said was Chef. What's happening, Pseudo Chef? Uh, Not much. I just, uh, the chat room was up in arms because nobody was calling in for Drunk at the Week. We all thought Blopper Lop was going to call in. Blopper, 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 Blopper. And he did, but he wasn't drunk. He was not drunk. Blopper Goggles. All right, you want to tell us what you've had tonight? Uh, I, so far I've had five Pale ales. We just started getting them in Nashville. So, but, uh, from where? The style pale ale itself? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> we just, it just crossed state lines. <laughs> we now have no, pale ale. The very Before first we had a, a gruit. That was we, we used to have ambers, now we have pales. They do one beer at a time here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, good. The blues pale ale in the can. Uh, uh, can. Uh, so you like it in the can? Okay. <laughs> I do. Who and, doesn't? So that's, oh. that's how you started, okay. And uh, then I had a, I had the Stone Eight. eight. Stone what? The Epic Eight. Is that what you said? Yeah, the Epic Eight. Oh eight, oh eight, oh eight, oh eight. Epic. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. So and then I had a, a homebrewed wits after that. So. Uh, so you got the Stone Epic out did there. Did you have the whole twenty-two of Stone? Yes, I did. Okay, he's up there. How big was that homebrew wow. bottle you drank out nice. of her glass? Good question. Was it a pint of your homebrew? Uh, it was 24 ounces because I had two, uh, had two. two 12 ounces of my homebrew. You sound pretty all right, though. See, so you're looking at like four four pints and then maybe oh, a pint and a half. Oh. You could be up to five, six pints. Five and a half pints? I don't know. We've had what that. do you weigh? How much do it weigh? Uh, 70. What are you wearing? <laughs> 70 pounds. Do 70 pounds, your, he's drunk of the week. You have underwear. Oh, you're drunk. I like skinny chicks. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Can you sing Sister Christian? Yeah. Good question, Sully. That's why you're here. No. You sure? It's easy. 
Sister I, Christian. I, I don't even know that song. That's I'm, how it's. Oh, oh yes. Come you on, do you do too. Come on, motoring. We just got that one last week after we got uh, the Journey song. You got to get into your falsetto. <laughs> what if I give you an example of it? Oh yeah. Everybody's singing along. Everybody's just singing along. What's your price for flight? Finding Mrs. Wright. See, I said Mrs. Wright, and you all fags said Mr. Wright. Okay, oh, think of that. Sissies. Be oh, we were talking in the third person, though. So. Come on, you know this. Wow, even, right at your I fingertips. I don't know this song either. Yes, you Are you kidding me? Yeah, From Boogie Nights. Beavis. This song was huge. This is, really this is a homeschool favorite. Shut up. Takes me back to prom, 1985. I was only two years old. Wow, I'm old. I was in grad school. Steph wasn't even born. Will you slow dance with me right now, sweetheart? Come on, you know this song, right? I'll slow dance. Ooh, I know you would. Uh, now that we've started, we have to at least get to the, we go. You gotta to go the good to part. Just, right? just keep playing it. If you get keep him to sing, he, he has to sing along. Is he still on the air? Justin, if you keep playing it, somebody's going to get laid. Pseudo Chef, we're all singing. Here, Here we it comes, go. buddy. Sweet, keep playing it. Best scene in Boogie Nights. Yeah. I have not seen that movie either. Oh, wow. Oh, it's about sex. Motoring. Oh, I have heard this. That pseudo chef. Can now you, you can you do that? No. Wait, wait. Hey, I can't help. I'm just going way back in time here. Does that, everyone remember the video with the you know the the high school uh, you know oh, the, yeah the Catholic high school thing going oh, yeah. and she's up in oh, the stairway looking that, all depressed. That's two times we visited it's, that tonight. It's, wow. It's been just, in the spank bank since I saw it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since before I had an accountant that bank. That that and, yeah. that and Sherry. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Visually, I'm going back. Oh, he got that one. He got that one. He's probably getting it right now. Give us one. I got that one, one, but I don't know what the other one you're saying. Okay, you're our first runner-up, but only because we haven't had a lot of drunk. Push wants to have sex with JP right now. Yeah! That's the drunk of the week. You know what? Can you put on the prom desk? It'll make it okay for him. Push's wife has been on her back for a long time. He's not having any sex with her. Wait. Or maybe he has. She's made a move, honey. Don't talk about Mrs. Push that way. I was talking about Push that way. Yeah. Makes a good point. He's the one that's immobile. All right, we're getting out of here, right? So either, Sully's first right move now, is just uh, come out swinging. And then he like, just looks at what he's swinging later. See how it goes later. So as of now, uh, here, I'll just take All the right, calls, Devo. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Caller, who are we talking to? Hello? 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 Who are we talking to? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Uh, really? Uh, uh, network? Yeah, that it is, my friend. Who's I'm this? offering you a subscription. Sorry, wrong number. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. My apologies. Shit. Did I hang <laughs> up then? No. Who are we talking to, brother? No. Okay. Hey, this is this is Davis Brewer. Okay. Right on. Where are you calling from? Yeah. Maybe Davis? Yeah. <laughs> Davis. Yeah, yeah, you guessed it. You guessed ah, it. I know it well. You guys got it. Hey, do you brew? Yeah. Um, no, maybe a little bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, are you calling Drunk of the Week, or do you have a question, or what's happening, bro? Um, you know, yeah, yeah, trying for uh, Drunk of the Week, you know. I'm, I'm just stoked that I got through here, because uh, there's a lot of guys, you know, trying this stuff. <laughs> True. Uh, there's a lot of drunks out there. <laughs> it's JP's room. All, All right, guys what, trying have to you, get through. what have you had so far? <laughs> Tell us, give us the rundown. 
Well, uh, okay. Well, you, you guys, you guys, you guys might like it, and then and then you might get mad at me. But um, we're already uh, mad at you. Off. Yeah. Well, you know, I figured that's just you know part for the course. Are right? you called? <laughs> Go ahead. What have you had? Uh, What's your story? <laughs> started off with the, uh, the 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 Pilsner Urquell there. Oh wow! And uh, and then um, um, jumped up to uh, an Alaskan Amber because we've got Whoa. a great deal in Davis. Uh, that's good beer. And actually had uh, had three of those guys. Okay. Whoa! All right. Um, so now you're up to four. Yeah, gotcha. three guys. Uh, up to four. Sure. Sure. All right. And, uh, three guys. You must be full. It. <laughs> Thanks. He yeah. doesn't get the yeah. microphone anymore. Thank Go you. AJP. Thank you. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumped up to uh, to a Chimay. Oh, uh, okay. Know. Was yeah. that a 750 yeah. or a 375? Across the water. Uh, 375. 375. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good call. Um, hey. Calling them out. Then, uh, yeah, wait, what? No, don't worry. Keep going, keep going, keep going. What else? Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, uh, uh, Sierra Nevada, Pale Ale. Okay. Oh, he went downhill from there. Oh, you're kidding me. No, 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 no. No, no, he had Chimay, and then he went down the the, the ladder of alcohol alcohol hill. So he kind of like it was a little speedboat. I I personally think that's moving up. Not the quality hill, the alcohol hill. That's a palate cleanser at the point that he was at. We're looking for All right, can you sing Motorin? Well, Sister Christian. Sister, Sister Christian. Sister Christian. I'm sorry. What can you sing? What's your favorite song to um, sing? Oh, I don't know. To I'm your a- balls hang low. A- the ABC song. Thank you, Beavis. ABC to song. your balls hang low. Yeah! Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your balls hang Love. All right, Whoa. very nice. Well done. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, I'm going to move you to the top of the list right now for Drunk of the Week, my friend. Thank you for the phone call. We'll see what happens. Wow, that was... Uh, all right, brother. He pulled that one out of his head. Yeah. Not bad. He actually did a very good job of it. It wasn't bad. indicate that he's not that drunk. No, I just want to think back whenever I'm drunk. If someone asks me what I drank, yeah. by the time I'm drunk, I don't know. Yeah, well, That's we've true. had that too, and that usually if that happens, we don't have to go any further, and we can end exactly. this goddamn That's my point. show. When someone says, "Hey, yeah, I have good. no idea. I'm just really drunk." Sweet, we That's have you. our drunk of the week, and now we can go. You'd think everyone would catch on by now after what three years of doing this yeah. oh, and does, saying um, that same thing. Was that like some beans I just spilled there? Right, no, caller. Who are we talking to? John Foster. Oh, oh! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't. Uh... Hi, Foster. Hey, where the hell is my interview? What interview? My interview from the OBF. Oh, it's here. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. This is a personal call? Yeah, why are we making personal <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, calls? What is this going on? We're looking for Drunk of the Week. What have you been drinking, Foster? Oh, I've been drinking since uh, 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 just before 11 a.m. Since 11 a.m. Well, sounds like motors, motors there, yeah. too. Cohort, uh, it's cohort motor. Can motor sing motor in? Yeah, no, no. Motor's right next to me. Like that. Motor was taking He's a beer like, break. Be like that. <laughs> Anyway, we, no, we've been, we, we did, we did uh, our show. We did Still rock and roll beer. What's the tear weight with uh, Motor and Foster? <laughs> Zero it out, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you can make fun of that all day long, but you know what? I'm good. To, it's uh, make, true. You have to, you have to make. It's you true. Have to question, you have to question what uh, Doc and, and Jake Motor and I would just like to say that I am not affiliated in this ridiculous mess. Right. 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 
Taxi Man right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's for Motor Foster. Wow. I just have to say, I thought I was calling in for Drunk of the Week, but there's no way that Drunk of the Week could be me when you guys can sing it that well on the other side. Uh, it can't go outside the studio. Like I'm starting to think we might have Drunk of the Week in here yeah. somewhere. Right. Thanks, brother. Okay, so that's it, right? Sam. Can we get out of here? Who won? Um, glopper, 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 glopper. I think we did. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I think this this room. The broadcasters oh, won drunk of the week. Uh, this hey, I mean, hey. let's face it. Is they that, brought a vertical epic for us to drink. Is that today. unprecedented? Come on now. It is. We've never given it to ourselves as a whole. We've certainly had uh, brewcasters win it before. You should give it to yourself more often. Uh, we probably should. <laughs> uh, give it to himself really? at least once a day. Point. Uh, by the way, Stephanie is in no way affiliated with Drunk of the Week. <laughs> and Stephanie, by the way, does not work at Ream High School. No. Or elementary or whatever the fuck it is. And if you won't give it to yourself, you should take it from yourself, which is much more fun. In fact, she's left about a half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. She's so no anybody's listening from the because school, she's, she's not here Because she's a respectable educator and she needs her sleep. That's right. Even Steph- though it's summer break. school through the roof, but uh, she's fine. Testicles Ste- through the roof. Stephanie who? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, it's hot in here. Mitch? Dave? Bring it back to stone. Yeah, Mitch, sorry. <laughs> Bring it back to stone. <laughs> You're still here. Sorry for what? <laughs> I don't know. You're still here. I guess that's a good thing. He's done this before. He knows. Come on. Mitch is a great guy. You know what you're getting into. Oh, absolutely. I can't get enough of that uh, of the of the uh, chocolate beer. I know, isn't cool. that good? God. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna have some more of that. I think uh, we're gonna go eat some barbecue, drink some more Stone Brew. Thanks, guys, for coming and bringing beer. Hey, absolutely. thank you. Anytime you're in you're in town, you uh, you cross over to our side of the tracks. You come see us. You Mitch. got it. All right. You got a call first, though. <laughs> I will. Yeah, just so I'll that we call. can get the guards outside yeah. for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep yeah. the door open so you can run right in. <laughs> Maybe next time we ought to head down to Stone, do a little broadcast from you the should. Totally. You should. We'll set that up. A little bistro cast. That's Absolutely. Sweet. All right. That's a great idea. I think it is a good idea. Have a sponsor that. Mostly because it's really nice down there <laughs> and uh, be comfortable. Sully will sponsor Sponsored it. by the 2-1-A. <laughs> 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 the BN goes though. to Stone, brought to you by the 2-1-A. Featuring arrogant watermelon wheat. You bastards. Let's text Greg on that one right now. I can do that. I don't know how to text. It got quiet. <laughs> we, can't, like, we can't text. It's we don't know how to text. <laughs> we'll, send, we'll send Greg a V-blog about it. You know, that's true, actually. I've texted you guys many times, and you don't, you don't text no. me back. you got to call me. And I'm like, it's either phone or email. Oh, I got a text. They hate uh, no text. Uh, listen, guys, I've been texting you for a whole year, and I've not seen a response on my phone. I wanted to know what the hops were that we were going to use. <laughs> I... I, I sent you a message from my MySpace page, and I've not seen a reply to my friend's request. <laughs> from my MySpace page through my text, I wrote on your Facebook wall. <laughs> but so far, every chance of electronic communication has been terminated. I tagged you in a photograph, and you never responded. <laughs> I we feel like a nerd that I'm laughing white, so hard at that, Sully. I will now Twitter everybody about this experience. <laughs> Sully is at the Brewing Network with the Stone Guys. You guys are part of my top five friends on my phone network, but I don't see much response. I'm thinking of replacing you with another five San friends. Diego Brewing Company. <laughs> Sounds good. Or maybe more I, beer. I recommend Ale Smith. Ale Smith is also on Facebook. But they're a little needy. <laughs> I don't like the music they play when I go to their page. Mitch, you've been to Walnut Creek before. You should know that Facebook is important. It's been too long. Are you going to map your location? (laughs) 
All right, guys. Thank wow. you for coming. That in. was an explosion. Of right that was really fun. Guys. All the shit we know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a round of applause for everybody. Yeah. yeah. All right, stonebrew.com. Don't forget to go and hit the uh, donate page over there. You can sponsor Dave and his silly blue beard. Uh, he's going to be doing this one this month and a pink beard next month. So uh, plenty hey, of October. opportunities. October. Uh, in October. Okay. Plenty of opportunities to help your fellow man through Stone. They're doing good things over there, and all that money goes to charity. The first 15 that do it or already did it tonight are getting shirts from uh, ourselves, the 21st Amendment, and more beer, courtesy of JP. We'll tell Chris Graham about that later. And donate doesn't mean don't. You did what? (laughs) That's right. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week where I have no idea what's happening. Just hang in there and stay tuned to the BN. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Love of that home crew can't get enough of it. Home crew blows my mind.